47. Episode 47 of the Two Belts Podcast, mm-hmm. which means you have tuned in to 47 episodes of the shit, plus all the bonus episodes, because I know that's how our fan base works. Yeah. And they listen to everything. That's how that I know the out. Netflix generation works. Yeah, absolutely. Like, niggas will deadass watch a whole season of something. Just a I'm whole like, season. Of Law & Order? Of Law & Order. Every episode's an hour. Huh? Every episode. It's like 23 episodes in a season. Pretty much, that's a, that's a whole day and then some. If you, if you have, don't count sleeping. What do they call it when, they, when you watch everything once again? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. A marathon? I guess. Whatever. If you watch... No, binge watch. If you binge watch, you know, or binge listen to the Two Belts podcast, you all right. You all right. <laughs> you Word all to the right. Rock. Word to Dwayne... Dwayne, you all right, Johnson. Dwayne Shoe Shining Coon Johnson. <laughs> that nigga's not black. <laughs> Let's stop lying and stop saying... Because he's like he's half bla- black. He's half black, but he in no way... You know, acknowledge black. No, culture. not even represent. He no way acknowledges that he's black. Isn't his dad black? His dad is black, but he doesn't acknowledge that he's black. Like my dad could be white and my mom could be black, and if I just acknowledge I was white, I mean, that would be kind of fucked up. I'd kind of be like, you know, I don't know, logic or something. <laughs> but like, it's I don't know. It's you think New Day should hit him with a chair then? I think so. All right. Just to see him oversell that chair shot. For the culture. He might he might explode just from the selling of the chair shot. Because <laughs> he likes to oversell that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, this week has been very... um. This week, Twitter fingers were crazy. I want to say Coontastic. Mm-hmm. Coontastic. I feel like this week... Just before Black History Month. Just, we de- bef- just we before. We decided as a culture to implode. It's just lit, implode. boy. I feel like, you know... The number of things this week in terms of just like, I feel like Meek Mill had the week off. Mm-hmm. And everyone week. else had to carry that L. Right. Like ants in a colony. I feel like now Stacey Dash isn't the most ridiculous black person in media. Because yep. now we have people literally, you know, calling the earth fucking flat. Oh, man. Um, what? She said the most stupidest thing on television? I've got to out-stupid this said B.O.B. got to that bitch. Got to out-stupid this bitch. Got an album to sell. You better out-stupid that bitch. I'm sure the label told him that. Um, (laughs) We've had surprise releases. We've had fucked-up surprise releases. Mm -hmm. Shout-out to... Whoops, title. Shout-out to title. Oh, whoops, your shit ended up on title. And we've had, you know, I guess other shit, you know, just Twitter fingers. Twitter fingers turns to booty fingers. Twitter fingers and, and Max B, you know, Max B being... Raised up from like I don't know from like relevance to more relevance more Cause, relevant because people were on his dick regardless people were on his dick I feel like and we and we had a discussion about this me and um, a couple of buddies and we were just like we f- I feel like Max B is like super relevant in the tri-state area yep <laughs> like not outside like he's like a god wave god but it's like he's like a god and, he's like a deity and I he's just like remember York- one of my friends pretty much saying like yo. If Max B didn't go to prison, we know he'd be on, like, the season of, like, Love and Hip Hop New York. Yeah. Like, he would be there. Like, he's not as, you know, as God-esque as, you know. I think, yeah, I think ending up in jail saved his career. Mm-hmm. And it sort of immortalized it, just like how when rappers die, it's sort of like. Yeah. Like when, um, like, you know, when, like, Biggie and Tupac died and mm-hmm. they're the greatest it sort of just It sort of put a stop on his career and mm-hmm. said. You know what? This is like his greatest joints and shit. The most waviest shits on the planet. This nigga is like lit. Right. But you know, given it time, he might the quality of his music might have gone down, and we might have not fucked with him at all. Pretty much. 
I feel like that might have happened for a lot of people who have died. I feel like maybe Biggie would have got to the point where it was like, I don't fuck with this nigga no more. Like, he lost weight. You think he would have had a kingdom come? He lost weight. He dropping this whack ass, like... Nigga eating healthy. 2002 ass album Nigga called... ate kale. You're not even Biggie no more. <laughs> he dropped his, like... And, like, Biggie would have, like, in 2002, dropped this, like... He would have done the joint album with R. Kelly and it would have been smooth and no one would have got shot or crazy or anything. And then he would have, like... Gotten in a scandal with R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, I got this girl that we were recording backstage. I was peeing on her. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, my nigga? If Tupac wouldn't have died, I feel like he would have. If Tupac didn't die and he lived in this generation, he would be he would be overused in memes like Drake. I feel No, I feel like he would revolt against mainstream. And he would you think just he would be, be a loopy fiasco? Yeah, in the sense where he's like... Old crazy nigga in a tin hat? yeah. Watching out for the Martians? Yeah. Warner's I mean, about pro Big black, brother. but at the same time, I feel like his relevancy would have died down where niggas would have said, like, get this Tupac nigga out the paint. Fuck. Like, what? Like, I feel like they would have done that. He's a great like, lyricist, but, like, in terms of, like... I wasn't... Well, I'm a New Yorker, mm-hmm. and I grew up on Biggie, so I'm not big on Tupac. I am... Um, I remember the latter half. I remember... The day, I don't remember the day Tupac died. I just remember seeing it on MTV News and I wasn't really phased because I didn't really know Tupac like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the Dear Mama video. I remember Brenda's Got a Baby. Mm-hmm. I remember the shit with Dr. Dre. I think it was California Love. I really knew only like towards the end of his career. So I wasn't really invested with him like that. And I'm still not totally invested in Tupac. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't gone back to albums and stuff like that. Like, I've gone back with Biggie. I'm not really invested in Tupac, but I recognize the impact that he had on the culture. You, you're from Brooklyn. You're not going to recognize the impact. He He's had. from New York, too. You know, he reps the West Coast completely, entirely, all day, every day. Nobody cares, fam. Right. But, um... <laughs> Nobody cares, fam. Tupac, yeah. I feel like, but I feel like we would have been roasting Tupac a lot. Yeah, you probably would because he was he was like no one no one remarks the sus boy picks that like Tupac had like crazy. And I feel like so many so many other artists have had relevancy in the '90s and just we shit on them now. Mm-hmm. Like LL Cool J was a big thing mm-hmm. in the '80s and '90s, and like nigga, everyone is like now we all just make fun of him for licking his lips and, and just like all the Botox and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Did we we. We suck as a culture. I don't know. And just like, you know. I think our culture is too roast heavy. Like, yeah, we, we live to put maybe. shit down. We live to put the shit down. Maybe. Like, even now. Like, have you heard, like. So, Coldplay is doing the halftime at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and now, at the NBA halftime, NBA All-Star halftime, they have Sting performing. <laughs> How old do they think Sting, we are? Nigga. Sting. Sting. I mean, granted, Sting is a legendary group. I guess legendary I don't know. I don't dude, know. not group. Dude, group. The police group of dude. Police is the group that Sting is from originally. Well, Sting is now a solo artist. To me, Sting is a wrestler, popularized <laughs> in the eighties and nineties. Oh my god! Did you just cross over and like completely distract people from like and that I was looking, wrong? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, it's dude. To me, Sting is a wrestler from the nineties. You know, great guy <laughs> had colored face paint. The world turning him. You got don't mean the white. player, the bass player from the police. No, I I meant Sting. Oh my god, Sting from the oh WWE is actually headlining the NBA All Star. Ni- the nigga with no kneecaps and a missing vertebrae. Yes. All and right. All right. Is, all right. Um, yeah. Sure. He's headlining against you know. 
I don't know, Ravishing Rick Rude? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, Ric Flair for the NWA title. Sure, sure. Oh, my God. Let's, let's go with that. So, oh. yeah, they're doing that. And, you know, I believe the the, the oh. I believe the person oh. sting will also... Someone give the, me a defibrillator. The music artist sting will also be there supporting So him. I can put it to my ear so I don't have to hear uh, this uh, shit ever again. Play the soundtrack for that, so... <laughs> That's where oh. we're going, you know. Oh my god! With the NBA All-Star all right, game. all right, all right, all right. Can we can we talk about this like snowstorm that hit New York City that oh. I had no, dude. Yeah, it was, I was not ready. It was pretty bad. I stepped outside to smoke, and it's like I was walking in reverse just to have not like get snow blind and shit. Now niggas outside with snow blowers are laughing at me, and I'm just like, "You're blowing snow, fam." <laughs> Who's the real loser here? Me or I, you? I was not ready, and I totally downplayed it because New York City does this thing. Where it's like, it's the most important deadly snowstorm on earth. Every fucking snowstorm. Well, yeah, it's called uh, what's it, what's it called? Uh, sensationalism. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they do it every time. Um, last time they did it, they like shut down the subways, and it wasn't really all that bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad compared to this. Like it was not compared to this, but. Friday night, I saw the flurries go down, and I'm like, I'm talking on my phone. I'm like, yo, this ain't gonna be shit. I'm, I got to do laundry tomorrow, so I'm doing laundry, nigga, and I'm going to the gym. I wake up the next what morning. What were you doing, lifting icicles in the morning and then washing your No, thing? I said this the night before, like, the heavy part of the snow. So I said mm-hmm. this Friday night. As it was like, it was snowing. I was like, okay, it's snowing. Like, they said it was going to come. Here it is. All right, you pussy ass snow. Like, what you got? Woke up to fucking 80 inches of snow. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst. Me and George and the guys were leaving um, Flash's, like, birthday gathering or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in, like, Bushwick. We came downstairs and, like, I opened the door for George to get all the equipment out of the room. He goes, holy shit, is the Ice King outside? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, he's wearing, like, can- he's, like, not ready for it. He thought he's he was going to wearing, co- like, what, like, Toms? And he's wearing, like, <laughs> canvas top, like, sneakers and shit. Oh, man. And I'm just like, damn, you didn't know, bro? You didn't I didn't even realize because he was, like, behind the table the whole time. God, like, that snow was... T- I still went out to the gym, even though, like... So, I went out to the gym probably, like, 12.30. And then they have the news on, mm-hmm. and they say, like, the commissioner of the police or, you know, whatever that fucker name is. Uh, Bratton? Sure, whatever. Um, yeah, I think so. And he said pretty much, like, the city is shut down after 2.30. If we see you on the roads, you will be arrested. Yeah, yeah, you can't drive, but you can deadass walk around. And I was just like... Like, who are you arresting? <laughs> yeah, like you can't get over those snowbanks that yeah, you just who made. Are you, who are you arresting? Like, like no, no, no. I always pictured like they'd co- like the cops would come out in like winter gear with like right. thick coats and coonskin hats. Who are you escorting and, back to the precinct in eighty inches of snow? Not just that, and they have the tennis rackets on their feet like cartoons. <laughs> like they're walking out there. Hey, what's this all about? Right. It's like, dude, fam. Who are you arresting? The worst part was like because. The city, w- the, the, there was no one on the driving, and they shut down the subways at 4 o'clock. Pretty much every store closed. Mm-mm. Not on my block. Except, I, like, the delis Indian, on my Delis the, on my block were open like it was Christmas Day. The Indian <laughs> store downstairs was open. But, like, literally, the the bodega down the street, they were like, nigga, we out. Um, Chinese food store, nigga, we out. Hair supply store for the women, I'm sure. Oh, you know what they did? I swear to God, I shit you not. Um, the Chinese place, I was watching them close as they like as they were getting ready getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Nigga pulled out a barrel of the MSG 
mm-hmm. and like opened it and there was salt inside. And I was dying laughing. That's hilarious. I was like, this is how it works. This is how it works. They put the driveway salt in your food. <laughs> yeah, let me get extra, you know, let me get extra French. Salt on them fucking French fries or like mm-hmm. chicken wings. I don't mm-hmm. know. Put my French fries on defrost. <laughs> It was fucking crazy, man. I can't deal with that. It was real bad. I feel like, I mean, I was kind of cool with it, except like I'm trapped inside with like four other crazy, three other crazy, you know, women that I live with. Like usually like it's not so bad because like we're free to do, you know, free will. We're able to do everything. Like I'm not trapped inside. I could go out when I leave. I just choose not to. But when you're trapped inside with people. I, that's why I had to step out because it's like it was me and my dad there all day. We were just watching like I was trying to put him on to shows on like Hulu and Netflix. And he was and just he, like, he's like, this is kind of funny. <laughs> and he was just like, I got to get out of here. I can't be in here. I can't get me out. Get me out. <laughs> I was like, I'm tired of watching episodes of The Office because you like dry humor. Ah, your your dad loves The Office. Your dad's awesome. I guess. <laughs> he's like. This humor is so dry. It's so great. I was like, "What?" Because it's not that offensive, <laughs> right? I the office is awesome, by the way. Just letting you know, the office entirely. I yeah, yeah. I've yeah. watched it eighty times. Oh God! I've studied the finals to the office just because of this. Like it's dry, not you know offensive humor. <laughs> um, what did I do? I think I watched the network all day. Mm-hmm. And you don't. I give you the thing to the network. Yeah, and I watched the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was smart enough to do that. Ah. Well, watch other shit, man. You know, they have great original <laughs> programming. <laughs> what am I going to do? Watch the Edge and Christian show? And yes. Watch? That shit is pretty much my life. <laughs> oh, man. That's true. Oh, I be living the Edge and Christian show, uh, except with more obvious pot. But the snow, I mean, yeah, the snow kept us trapped in. They didn't, you know, it was so happy the next day. I ordered Chinese food. I walked outside. I did all the shit I couldn't do. But yeah, that was New York City. Mm-hmm. New York City Twitter was lit because everyone was in their house making fun of the Tony Braxton movie and Saturday Night Live, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't up that long until... Nah, I wasn't watching Saturday Night Live. They don't give a fuck about me. I don't give a fuck about them. That's true. Um, yeah, it's it was, it was a crazy night. But, you know, we thought the snowstorm would take the cake, but, you know, niggas just came out in full force this week. Snowstorm, all this white... Oscar's so white. Blackness, uh, black Twitter. Uh, my brain, my brain, my brain. Levels. At some, at some point, B.O.B., <laughs> the rapper B.O.B., mm-hmm. Bobby Ray, his brain apparently melted over because, you know, on Twitter this week, he got on Twitter, he got on Twitter earlier <sighs> this week to pronounce, to strongly, passionately pronounce that my The friend, nigga that wrote nothing on you. The ro- Wrote nothing on you. The nigga that was in airplanes. He was in airplanes. The one who did, you know, I don't know. I think his best song is like "We Still in This Bitch." I don't really like <laughs> like the other shit. Like nothing up on you down. is cool. I don't blame him for up down. I I, I give all the credit to T Pain. Yeah. All all of the credits go to you know the master of ceremonies. T-Pain. The master of trip club music. But. Um, yeah, this guy, passionately on Twitter, pronounced, you know... The earth is flat. We've all had it fucked up for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. Like, the world is fucking flat, B. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what your pictures say. Mm-hmm. I don't care what NASA say. Mm-hmm. I don't care what, like, your earth science book mm-hmm. and, you know, Copernicus and all them other niggas say. Me and my tinfoil hat 
have declared that the Earth is indeed flat. It's fucking flat. All the way through. It is flatter than Taylor Swift's behind. All of the way through. And it's like... Nigga. Neil Tyson (laughs) DeGrasse basically... Like, literally, his tweet felt like nigga. Nigga. That was literally it. It was just like nigga. Like, Twitter was over the moon, and it wasn't even because of rage. It was literally because of nigga. Like, the world is flat. Like, nigga, we know, we've know we known the world. It's not even perfectly spherical, but we've known the world is Well, been because around. of geography. Yes, it's, it's actually slightly elliptical. Shout you out said to elliptical? The, shout out to the Earth Science regions. I got, a, like, an 83 on. Well, there's the only elliptical I acknowledge is in the gym, That's and true. I don't even go there. You don't even fucking go there. Um, you should do a podcast from the gym one day. In the gym? One day. In the gym. I don't know. People are going to be like, who are these guys talking into robot penises while I'm trying to lift some weights? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, nigga. Fucking creeps. Like, you know, <laughs> fell off the edge of the earth it was fucking flat. I mean, gravity, yes. But like, the earth, if the earth is flat. If the earth is flat, how can one go mm-hmm. from coast to coast, then go from like continent to continent? Like, we can go take an airplane or take a boat across. You, there's no edge to fall off of. Nigga, where are you going? Believing that the Earth is flat, and I'm like, I would have been happier if he said the Earth was a cube, and I would have been like, maybe he's on coke. But you, you know, know what? It's, it's a, still a three D figure. A shape. It's a shape. It's a three D figure. It's a shape. Gravity would work if it was still like a, a cube, kind of. Maybe. No, it wouldn't. No. All right. Well, but it's it's a little more excusable than fucking flat. It's so t- Neil Tyson DeGrasse grabs some random rapper. What is his name? Tyson or some shit like that. It's Tyson, his son. His son is a rapper? His son is a rapper. And he called on his dad. Like, if the world was flat, wouldn't we have, like, sliced fucking Mercury already? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, have... think, first of all, first of all, that's not how the gravity of the I know, sun I know, works. I know, I know. We don't just drift wild. off and just I'm cut be- into the shit. I'm being wild exaggerated. <laughs> I'm being wild exaggerated. Sound like a Philip J. Fry answer. <laughs> Why hasn't this planet cut into Jupiter yet? Pretty much. He's like, he's got all these photos. He's got all these fake facts. He's got himself standing, and he's like, hey, why can't I see 16 miles below? If, if there was a curve, why do I see 16 miles behind me from this sunset? And I'm just like, nigga, you know how, like, short 16 miles is? And mm-hmm. just like, how not, like, nigga, nigga. That's all you can say. Yeah. That's all you can but say. But this track was not fire. Like, Seven, like... he's apparently dating Seven, Seven Streeter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Who? B.O.B. Oh, God. Like, she gave the pussy to that nigga, and, like, he think the world is flat. I don't even know if they're still dating. I would break up with that nigga. I'm like, nigga. She about to give Neil Tyson the ass. I would, obviously, because here in this fucking spherical world that we live in, nigga. Girl, you want this physical dick? <laughs> oh, shit. But in it's your like, astral plane? Nigga, he brought out all the facts, and I'm just like, dog. Mm-mm. It's so, bad yes, for him. Neil, you know... Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. And Neil the rap- Six. Neil the Six God Tyson. <laughs> and his rapping son. Even Norm Kelly got into this. Norm just- Kelly was roasting this nigga. Didn't he give him an L two? He gave him an L two. First of all, Norm Kelly needs to you know. He needs to pipe down. First of all, very much so. Like it's you know this what is America. You know, pipe you know down. you know what it is. He's Canadian. One, two. One. He's not black. Right. So it's like we're kind of fed up with him. We're yeah. treating him like he's Macklemore. Yeah, I'm like, Norm Kelly, all right, take a, take a seat. All right, nigga. Figure it out. 
You know what it is? They need to, whatever position Norm Kelly has, nominate Martin Lawrence for it, and those tweets will be way better. <laughs> like, it'll be the same tweet, but it'll Martin be way Lawrence better. Martin Lawrence is so not the Martin Lawrence of 20 years ago. Like, he is so the opposite. Like, whatever he's on now has chilled him the fuck out. Probably some good pussy. Probably, nigga, or some, I don't know. I feel like he, Martin Lawrence reminds me of my dad. Because, I don't know, my dad is kind of like a mix between Martin Lawrence and... My dad reminds me of Red from that set of me show. That is awesome. That's not awesome. That's Asshole. Awesome. Asshole. <laughs> How about I stick my foot in your ass? Like, all of that shit. I, I, I haven't watched that show in a long time, but for good reason, because I'm, like, over it. Um, but, yeah. So, the rapper... Even Neil deGrasse Tyson and the rapper Tyson... Nice. The Neil song. deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Is it deGrasse... No. Sure, I mean, DeGraw. Whatever. It's DeGraw? Neil Tyson DeGraw. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> Moving on! And, you know, put out a diss track. Because we've been shitting on B.O.B. for probably the last ten minutes, and there's much funnier things on the roster. That is very much true, and we've got a very long episode. That's right, bitch. We, so let's go. Um, dun, 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 dun. What do we, wait, what do you want to do next? Let's, dun, 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 dun. Kanye. Kanye and Wiz. That's really what next, and that was before, yeah. Yeah, And yeah. after this is music. But, um, yeah, so. So. Let me. <laughs> let, let's talk about this triple threat match on Twitter. Right. So let's let's talk about this in sort of So real. Kanye comes out, announces his new album. That's I'm, his promo for the evening. Right. And then. Wait, hold, he, he. In terms of just real time. So he's. First of all. Last week Friday, you're supposed to drop the Good Friday track. Mm-hmm. Ain't no fucking Good Friday track. It's Friday now, nigga. And there ain't no Good Friday track. Like, I'm beginning to think this shit was OD. A scam? A, it's OD a scam, nigga. It's like a nostalgia fucking scam. And everyone fell for it. Everyone's like, oh my God, Good Friday. Oh my God. And, nigga, it's been two Fridays, no fucking Good Friday. I'm sure maybe by Sunday he'll have something. Mm-hmm. But, you know. No more parties, too, with Chance the Rapper. And shit. <laughs> Extended so some, cut. Sometime during the week, he was like, fuck it. I'm switching my album from Swish to Waves. So now Kanye West's new album is called Waves. And I'm making a lot of great jokes about this shit. Like mm-hmm. the Nelly album. Like one half is going to be Swish and one half is going to be Waves. Like that sweatsuit album. Mm-hmm. Like when he had like drop down and drop your eagle and like the other shit with Jaheim and shit like that. So it's going to be like it's going to be like a Swish Waves album with like him side, you know, whatever. Swishy waves. So apparently, Wiz Khalifa does not take kindly to his album be- being called Waves because he believes Max B is the only wavy nigga that has ever existed. First of all, ever. first of all, because Max B is from New York, the wave belongs to New York, and we use the term all the time. All the time. All the time. ASAP Rocky. French Montana. Mm hmm. Jim Jones, after he like pretty much took all Max B's. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he tried to steal that nigga's swag. OD, OD. All of it. All of it. All of it, all of it. He tried to, like, lick out the remnants of Max B and Christie's pussy. Like, he's trying to, like, he was doing it. He was trying to be this nigga. But so, Wiz Khalifa took offense to that. And it was pretty mm-hmm. much, like, linking everybody to, like, Max B documentaries <laughs> and Max B. Right, like, he had, like, a serial killer, like, cork board, like, yeah. in, a, in a police department linking everything to Max B. Just like, Max B is, like, Max B is the wave god. And I'm just like, where is all this aggression coming? That's why I was like, I was like, where are all this aggression coming I was coming like, from? why are you so mad, sir? Why are you so mad? This, this you sh- don't even fuck the same girl anymore. Yeah, like, this shit, nigga, this these shit- are just words. <laughs> this, this was long overdue. If, this if, is the name of an album. 
No, 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 because I was like, then this beef is long overdue. Like, you could have done this, like, a long time ago when you had Black Hollywood out and you were still fucking with Amber. Right. But right now, it's like, you look like a dickhead. I feel like if if calling the album Waves was really the thing that fucking set you off over the last couple of years about Kanye, like, dog, he called his album Waves? I'm going to album Waves. Nigga, it's a word. Like, it don't belong to Max B. Granted, he popularized the word. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, if we would be OD tight if, like, Justin Bieber came out and called his new album Cooking Dance. And Lil B fans would just be... Oh, Lil B would curse him. He'd curse him to hell. He'd curse him all the way He'd down. curse him to the point where the the ghost from Ghost would come out and take him away <laughs> like they did that guy that shot Patrick Swayze. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Rest in peace, Pat. Is he... I think so. I think he had cancer. Yes, yes. Rest in peace to Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. If not, then... If not, Roundhouse Kick into the Sunset, you great majestic stallion. You. Yes, yes. Let's uh. let's leave off on that. <laughs> so, like, literally, probably, like, 18 hours later. <laughs> 18 uh. hours later. Amber Rose said, ooh, girl, I gots to get me in on this. No. Well, we didn't get to the Kanye part yet. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, it's, like, 18, par- 18 hours later, and I'm, like... I don't know if Kanye has been stewing for 18 hours mm-hmm. in the studio, just like stewing, just walking a, walking a hole. Like pacing? Pacing back and forth. Like this nigga really think, like, you know, and, he be really, so... and he know I fucked his bitch, and he know his child is like my child, because like I fucked his bitch and made it popping. I made it popping for him to fuck that bitch and like all this other shit. I'm Kanye. I'm the God. I'm the God. My name's Kanye. And then he pulls out his, uh, his, his, he draws from the deck and pulls out the Wind Dragon of Raw. Wind Dragon of Raw. And just like. <laughs> and I'm roast that nigga. Destined. He, he was like, you Jack Cuddy Cole style and shit like that. He dropped Cuddy style. I'm trying to find First of all, first of all, Kanye, let's, 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 let's be thankful to ourselves. Kanye's got to be like, you know what? I was the one that made. Jack, Jack and Cuddy, Cuddy style, style. popping. <laughs> Heartbreaks in 808s, bitch. Nigga, OD Jack Cuddy style. We were like, wait, hold up. Um, let's fact check here. Let's 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 run it back. Let's run Screaming, it back. Screaming no 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 no. Let's run it back. And then that can I just so run dumb. through the tweets? He's like, go ahead. First, his first tweet is, "Oh niggas must not think I'm not petty, cause I'm the best that's ever made music." Nigga, no one ever thought you were petty. He's he's the greatest at thinking. He's the greatest at making music. Like, oh, that's yay, and I can put. Um, his wife's initials on my Twitter, Wiz Khalifa. Because Wiz Khalifa tweeted, like, pretty much, like, KK something. Like, this, that KK, go back to, go back to Swish, nigga, or something like, along those lines. And But he was talking about his Khalifa Kush. Yeah, yeah, his, his <laughs> strain of marijuana. But he can say that, but we know, we know it's sneak dissing. Right. So Stop lying, because you definitely said go back to Swish. Bro, first of all, stole your whole shit from Cuddy. Mm-hmm. Second, your first single was corny as fuck and most thereafter and then I paused for a second because then I had to run back with Khalifa's discography and you had to really think to and yourself and I just said hmm I, I had to try, I was literally processing I was like I'm trying to find and I was like okay first single fucking he had, he had he had black and yellow he had that say yeah one that came out a long time ago that was kind of corny he had black and yellow I'm black not from Pittsburgh so that's kind of it's kind of corny kind of corny um, roll up. Remember, I roll up. You roll up. Mm-hmm. We all roll up. It's like a. It's like you know. It was like the wheels on the bus for niggas that smoke weed. Yes, the wheels on the <laughs> bus go round and round. Um, he had the first single from the. You had work hard, play hard. That was very. That was very um festival trappy yeah, sounding. Very, like it was very very like, movie soundtrack esque. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think he tried to, like, he's used, like, Weed and Boys to erase our palettes and memories. Yes, I had like, a, it was the MIB lighter. I stopped the Weed and Boys, and I was like, wait. And then I was like, kind of has a point. You know what? I'm just going to, Weed and Boys is cool, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, Kanye, and then he says, you have distracted from my creative process. So at that point, like fumes are coming out of his ears, and like the the no, fucking no, no, no. the kettle top on his head is like is jingling no, 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 and shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is Kanye dressed up as a Final Fantasy character somewhere in the studio, <laughs> and he shuts the giant like giant giant like door, yeah, shit. like tomb door that closes <laughs> his studio, and he has the baby's crib right in there. <laughs> oh man! You want to watch Daddy do work? <laughs> I went to your Twitter, and you were wearing cool pants. I screen grabbed those pants and sent it to my style team. Hashtag Wiz wears cool pants. That's it? Whatever. That's it? That's Kanye said that? Yes. Third, no one I know has ever listened to one of your albums all the way through. He's got a point. He's got a point. (laughs) He's got a point. I almost got through Black Hollywood and then I was like, I'm just going to skip a few. Like... Skip a few. I got to the end, but I skipped a few. One of the funniest things is that there was... Remember you was on for Only Nigga in First Class. Only Nigga in First Class. And there is a Wiz Khalifa-less version of Remember You. There has to be, because... It went around. It went around on the internet. And and I'm sure it's super popping. I was dying laughing, because I was like, how are you going to take a single off his album and suddenly make it just the weekend song? They did it with Meek Mill, too. Yeah. Meek Mill and the weekend song. I was bumping that weekend version for a minute. I was like, okay, this is kind of tough. Um, it's the greatest gift God can give you by, by sign like a no DJ version of a fucking future tape. If if you have future Drake or the weekend on your track, they will be a no version of you on this. Niggas literally tried to make a no Wale version of Wale's album. <laughs> oh, that is the most disrespectful. He's like, "Yo, can I get the No Wale version?" Is I'm like, "Nigga, it's called it's it's Wale presents attention deficit, my nigga." Oh <laughs> like, my fucking! And I'm God. just like, "How are you gonna make a No Wale version of this?" Um, fourth, you let a stripper trap you. Fifth, I know you mad every time you look in your child. That is that this girl got you for 18 years. First of all, wild disrespect. Mm-hmm. I would never bring in someone's child. Yeah, because I'm a, if I'm a father as well, I see like the the pain. Like it's just it's a, it's an argument between two grown ass. I would fuck him up. Yeah, all the way. But Wiz isn't winning that fight. No, he's not winning. His niggas made out of fucking you know. Yeah, he's bamboo like bamboo sticks and you know bamboo sticks and fucking pipe all, cleaners, nigga. <laughs> bamboo, <laughs> bamboo sticks with pipe cleaners. He does he does like shit. a full workout with the SpongeBob workout <laughs> kit, where it's like two two stuffed animals on the end of his mm-hmm. like a matchstick. <laughs> I mean, if he got a joint in both hands, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's just like lifting off shit. You know, like I feel I feel bad for Wiz Khalifa because I, when I look at it realistically, I was like, you're not like like you're not a, a person that can go toe to toe with Kanye because in the realm of music, Kanye is just leagues better than you. Yes. it's not like it's like Drake versus Kanye, yes. where we can like Debate analyze their music and debate and who's. And where you can say, like, you know, Kanye's pretty washed compared to Drake, actually. Yeah, and Drake's and hot niggas, right now. Yeah, Drake's the memes. Niggas sucker into that point. And then, but with Wiz Khalifa, you're like, <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> he's just like, lucky to have Ty Dolla Sign and Juicy J signed to his label. Pretty much. Like, he's, so he's like six, don't ever. He's like, um, I made it so we could wear tight jeans. Me and Cuddy created this shit. Okay. Um, I showed you respect as a man when I met you. 
You wouldn't have a child if it wasn't for me. You own waves. I own your child. Nigga, it's called creativity. Hashtag, you should try it someday. Oh, shit. Yes. Mm. That was the nail. Nigga, I tried to call you and you changed your number. This is when it gets real, like, you know. Real scary ex-girlfriendy? Yeah, kind of like, kind of being a hoe a little bit. Like, you, you're, you're on a roll and then it just kind of veered. Ah, uh, he did the Azalea bang, so. Don't that? even hint at mentioning me, my family, or my wife. I am your OG. <laughs> Seven- I am your OG. 17th. I think you dress cool. I wish I was skinny and tall. Maybe I couldn't be skinny and tall, but I'll settle for being the greatest artist of all time as a consolation. All right, let me see. This nigga's really a supervillain. Yes. What's sad is I love Wiz and I love all my brothers and all my people. This is where it started sounding like Nazi. Yo, WWE, book this match for Mania. (laughs) Pretty much. Biggest draw. This album is a gospel album. Pretty much it went on for a while, and then I know Wiz Khalifa had tweets back. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but it it wasn't until... As he would. It wasn't until, you know, Lady Amber of the Rose. <laughs> this old irrelevant dickhead. <laughs> because... Because she's got to find a way back into relevance, right? Well, no. Well, Kanye is the one who mentioned her. Like, she was off minding her own business, you know... Either feeding her kid and, like, you know, snapping new nudes or something. But she was off minding her own business, you know, coming up with a, you know, brand of, you know, I don't know, women's haircuts. Something along those lines. Like, (laughs) and she was minding her own business. And she was like, wait, niggas mentioned me. Like, you know, you let a stripper trap you. Nigga, you 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 were with her. Mm -hmm. And then she broke up with you. And you're still not over it. And he's delusional. And you date, a, you marry to another woman, and you have multiple children with this woman. And you definitely saw her in a porn star, or like in a porn, like Pretty. recorded by a handy cam with none on her face. And let's see. So Amber Rose responds, and all all the publications are all over this, like U.S. Weekly, fucking mm-hmm. The Verge, E, you know, all of the hip hop mm-hmm. ones. All this finger in the booty coverage. So. Pretty much, she's like, Oh, Kanye West, are you mad I'm not around to play in your asshole anymore? Hashtag fingers in the booty ass bitch. Um, no one's a winner in any of that situation. No, but I feel like you it definitely was... had your finger up a multi million dollar platinum artist butthole. I feel like, I still feel like this was the one, this was like, all right, we're done. <laughs> like the gavel, like it was like, all right, we're out of here. Like, and then like Kanye's like, like as much as Kanye, you come at him, like you come at him personally. You don't come at him on it like mm-hmm. a sexual level because it just gets gross. I feel like this was an amazing hour and a half on Twitter. But yeah, like we're reading this now, and maybe it may not be as exciting. But when you were there, nigga, and like the tweets were flowing in, all I could do was react. All I could just say is like. Maybe Stacey Dash was right. Maybe we don't need him up. <laughs> no, maybe we don't need Twitter accounts, but a network is fine. Yes, yes. Um, and then, you know, Kanye West responded and was like, I've never Bitch, you bald, and you've never put boot fingers in my booty. you never put fingers in my booty. I don't know about... I don't know my booty is married <laughs> to Kim Kardashian. First of all, he ended with, I'm happy I know now that KK means weed. Sorry for the confusion. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> this is the basis for the entire... Yo, week. I think secretly, uh, Ki- like Kanye's Twitter account is run by Aziz Ansari. Gotta be. 
Because it's like, it's like no way that this can be this funny, stupid. He's a child of the mind. He's like a child. He's like a a very child mentality in a grown man body. Yeah, I know he wears a super ca- like a cape at night and pretends he's a superhero and he walks around the house going swish with his arms out. Swish. Swish. Sleeps, sleeps in a race car bed with the word swish on the side and shit like and that. And Kim Kardashian's butt hanging off the side of it. Can't we get a bigger bed, yay? Why don't you sleep in the bed I bought you? That's a dog's bed, Kanye. That's a dog's bed. All right. That's a dog's bed, Kanye. But you my main bitch. But this was this was this week. You know, I'm giving Meek Mill the win of the week because he was nowhere near involved Yo. in any of this. Like, no one even decided to throw anything his way. We haven't heard from him. I'm sure he's done something stupid, but we don't know. Yeah, he probably, like, I don't know, like, Nicky made, like, a whole bowl of pasta and he, like, dropped it on the counter. And he's like, oh, shit, I dropped the shit. And just, like, try to pick it up. I don't know. He probably did some shit. His, his life is a... He tried to distract her with his Audemars. <laughs> Um, let's go into this music shit. Because, of course, Rihanna, the... Chicken uh, off jerk, 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 all jerk. All right, well. All right. <laughs> I didn't even wait. I didn't even wait for you to present the full album. Rihanna, she came on Wednesday and said, hey, you know what? I'm dropping this single now. She already she already filmed the video to it because I know like the uh, a snippet of the single leaked a while ago when niggas was recording on the fucking set of the video. Mm-hmm. So she finally drops the song "Work" featuring Drake. Mm-hmm. Very polarizing. Very polarizing. Very gonna happen. Gonna be played right after Justin Bieber. Sorry. Yeah, you know because it's reggae esque. It's I, not actual reggae. I fucking I don't like this. I'm not crazy about this. Um, I, the I, chorus, I don't like the song. I don't first like of all, song. first of all, I'm tired. Of, like between this and Future's Wicked, I'm tired of. I'm tired of choruses that are supposed to be one word and sound like one word, mm-hmm. but then they end up sounding like three different words said three like different times. Yeah, like wicka wicka way away away. Wakey wavy wavy kamea mea. I think that was like the fucking the lean dripping out of his brain. Like <laughs> <laughs> his eyes glowing purple and shit. I'm stroking out here. Um <laughs> But yeah, so she drops a single, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, Rihanna single number one!" Of course, your and then fa- she went straight. Your fave could never. Oh my god. Oh my god, she went straight to platinum. Oh my god, this bitch is the baddest bitch in the game. And then we're like, okay, so the album's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know when. This was in the morning, so we had no idea when the album was coming. And then he was like, you know what? So a long, a long time, a long, a long, well, long some point during the day, title decided, hey. You, know you mean Jay Z's one bumbly finger? He yes. said, "Whoopsies." You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna accidentally drop this album for like five minutes or ten minutes, and I'm not sure if it was a ploy. I'm almost sure it's a ploy, but it was because no one has mentioned it as a mistake. No one has come out and say it's a mistake, and I realize even acknowledging it as a mistake is kind of an L. Mm-hmm. But like, no one has acknowledged it as a mistake, so it's like it's not a mistake. Um, so, and then from there, the album pretty much like got passed around on its own and eventually she dropped the album at midnight on thursday mm-hmm. the album auntie 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 because you know rihanna would pronounce it auntie auntie you know my auntie dropped i was like your aunt drop oh, like, auntie you... arrived auntie the ride okay chicken off your jerk 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 and <laughs> you know the album's out in terms of how i feel about it i'm still not sure yet 
have tricky jobs, you know. I you like it. Work, work, work. I like it. it but I like it all around, but the thing that to me, like, Rihanna, Rihanna I like solidified it. herself as a copy paster. I like it. Because it, wasn't, it, explain, wasn't, explain. it wasn't creatively different. Like, there were a lot of it songs. Wa- I mean, it was. There were a lot of. There was no dance songs. But it's like. It's like an album of Yeah, like, it's a very down tempo, moody album. Yeah. But it's like she solidified herself as like, all right, I'm gonna try to fit all these roles and do all these other things I've seen other artists do, like Miguel, Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to do the scissor thing, the scissor Erica Badu type thing. I feel like this album Um The Tinashe thing. The Tinashe thing. One of the albums sounds very much like Tinashe. Um I can see why this album took so long to come out, and actually, me and um, me and one of the you know, the founder of DopeAvenue.com, Dante Marquis, he actually is the one who gave away his Jay Z tickets to title to me and Jimmy. So shout out to Dante. He's um, got a cool name. We have a we had a discussion about why this album took so long to come out because we were looking at the single. And we realized, like, for the first time in her career, there was no, like, Def Jam label. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure the process in her dropping this album and releasing it, it wasn't so much more of the creative constraints Mm -hmm. as it was the business part. Like, they didn't have enough money to spend like that? No, because she moved labels. She's no longer on Mm -hmm. Def Jam. She's no longer... And Def Jam is where she was for the previous seven albums. And she did a lot of promotion. Def Jam made a lot of money off of her. And I'm sure, like, she's a big commodity artist. She's literally the highest. In terms of this digital era, she's the top-selling digital artist, period, right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where does all that music go? Where does all the money go? Where does the percentages lie in terms of what Def Jam gets and what she gets? Because essentially now, she's kind of indie. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, her, her, the the records are, like, from Westbury. Good for her something and it's like being distributed by rock nation so That's it's kind cool. of yeah good for her she's indie she did the 25 million deal with samsung where they bought a million of her albums and gave it away so she's apparently platinum um that's kind of a cheap cheap way to be platinum but you know listen rihanna's always been a heel rihanna's been a heel since like good girl gone bad pretty much um so she never cared about the clean finish all her finish has been dusty dusty Dutty, dutty, stinky. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's get to this Travis Scott record. Um, <laughs> this Travis I don't Scott feel about this fucking album. I'm, I here, here's what I say. It's a grab and go album. I think album it's for a me. good album, but I'm not sure how long I'm going to like it. Not very long. And especially after we waited two, three years for this album. Yep. I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to sit with this album. It'll be great if she drops something else in November, but like I'm not sure how long she be because none of this to me. Unless maybe the videos come out. Unless maybe more singles. Because I don't like work. So she's already 0 for 1 for me on the singles. Mm-hmm. She's a big singles artist. Mm-hmm. Most of her pushes have been singles. So this is the first time she's trying to sell an entire package of an album. Granted, when you buy a Rihanna album, you buy the entire package for the singles. You're like, oh my god, you know, my favorite track. S&M is on it. Or like, Only Girl in the World. Or What's My Name. This, she's like literally selling the package as an album. It's a different way to sort of look at it, a different perspective. You think she should have gone the Beyonce route and had a video for every song? No, because they would have all been like these slow, sort of moody-ass, sexy-ass videos. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much... I mean, creatively, there's always ways to like stretch the spectrum. Mm. But I don't know... In terms of the the selections of songs you had, they're not 
too diverse. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's one of the um, the negatives of this album. That it isn't... The tempo doesn't change too much. All the songs sort of bleed into each other. Mm-hmm. And they you don't... Nothing is truly re- really memorable. All these songs, if they're on any other album, would have been dope album cuts that people don't remember. That, like, it would have been deep album cuts. Because a lot of these songs have been like previous like previous records like for instance she had like you know she had records on previous albums like the talk that talk album or the loud album where it's like there's all these album these songs like skin or like these slow ass sensual ass songs like you know love me featuring future that Mm -hmm. never made it to a single but like dope album cuts and for me this album is just like a dope album cut album but nothing like strong i need something like super strong even the first single to me isn't strong but I think the album she's does she's doing her the best singing mm-hmm. she's done the best wailing, <laughs> the best wailing she's ever done. On <laughs> you got it. Let's 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 be real. Their engineer was doing the best engineering. The best engineering. Because I feel like there's there's not a lot of things that are gonna change the way Rihanna sounds with the way Rihanna lives mm-hmm. because she's like if, if there isn't enough Snapchats of her smoking weed and drinking hard liquor, right. And I was like, there is no way. No vocal coach would ever allow you to do this unless she's taking that whiskey, putting a straw up her ass, and drinking it that way. That's hilarious. Like an opera singer. <laughs> no, opera singers shove, like, liquor up their butt. Really? Yeah, I learned that on SVU. But it's real. SVU? Yeah. All right, well. Um, so, yeah. Shout I out mean, to SVU. This is, it's a good album on first listen. I'm not su- sure how how long this is going to hold up. And maybe I shouldn't be worried about that. Maybe I should just be worried about the music. But the music, for me, is I know it's not going to hold up for long. But the songs are... Is, they're great songs. Mm-hmm. But it's still nothing strong. Yeah, it's not something to write home about. It's nothing for me. It's not so, like it's not like if this is someone's like first time listening to Rihanna, this is not the thing I would recommend. Like, the luster is like... It's sort of, like, diminished from it now. And it would have been way higher had, you know, Tidal didn't fuck up the sort of rollout of it Mm -hmm. in terms of leaking it early because then we would have just got it by surprise. But maybe this album shouldn't have got a surprise. Maybe she should have just worked it and just given it the attention it deserved because she had previous singles like Four or Five Seconds and American Oxygen Mm -hmm. and, like, Bitch Better Have My Money. None of these made the album, by the way. Which... Boggled my mind. It, at the it, very least, Beach better have my money now. It doesn't an album cut. because all of those songs are really old. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sure during the creative process, initially early in the creative process, Kanye West was executive directing this album, and then somewhere along along the creative process, he was no longer directing. Yo, Kanye West. If you've ever watched this show, there's a show I always recommend people watch called BoJack Horseman mm. on um, Netflix. Kanye reminds me a lot of this character, Mr. Peanut Butter. Yes. He's a character that's like the antithesis of the main character, Bojack, who's like very brooding and sad and he drinks all day and does drugs. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Peanut Butter is deadass an anthropomorphic Labrador and mm-hmm. he was on a show similar to Bojack's show mm-hmm. where he was like a sitcom dad and shit like that. And his show was m- much more successful and he got to do way more things. Right. But he's so scatterbrained and he forgets about things and doesn't care and thinks he's like the greatest in the world. The only Bojack I recognize lives oh, in Oh, God, Kai's let's planet. stop. Let's stop. <laughs> lives in King Kai's planet. I hated, yo, I hated a bridge for so long for making that joke constantly when they were on King Kai's planet. Oh, man. It's so good because, like, I totally forgot he lived in that planet. Um, 
But yes, what do you feel about this album? I would give it like a three. I would give it a three point five out of five. You know what? I'll go with three point five. It sounds it's like it's solid, but it's like it's not gonna be like I wish there was more. I wish there was something more. Like, you wish there were more like up tempo joints? Yeah, I like the diversity. I love like up tempo Rihanna is like the Rihanna you live on. Literally these are the fourteen songs that have gone number one. Yeah, you've had Diamonds and stuff, which is the big power ballad single. But like these are what you like this is your this is what you have made you a star. And I get that you kind of want to, you know, express a more artistic side. Mm-hmm. And it's great that she's sort of evolved as an artist because literally before she was, in terms of just wanting what she wants and recognizing what she wants, because before people, like that, like the label made your album. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, you're going to use this song, you're going to cut this song, you're going to cut this song, and we're all going to paste this together, and it's going to make millions of dollars. And for a long time she did that. But now... She has more control. Now that she's grown and just like understanding who she is as a person and understanding now the influence she has and realizing the music that she needs to make Mm -hmm. to continue being long continue with this longevity it's been 10 years now for Mm -hmm. her and a lot of artists don't make it 10 years a lot of her peers she came up the same time neo and tierra marie were at def jam (laughs) and no one talks about neo and no one damn sure talks about tierra marie well i mean neo's been on like some neo's neo's good he'll always be good because he writes a bunch of shit he gets money for a bunch of shit he'll always have a popping single but like in terms of relevancy now like it's over for that bald nigga but like ever since he took that hat off ever since he took that hat off but like she's stuck the course She's been able to evolve and sort of transform herself and not necessarily adapt to the time, but like sort of sort uh, of kind of define the time. Yeah, build the she's the one setting the trends and like because she's a lot. You know, it's funny. She's a lot younger than like, say, a Beyonce or or uh, who else would be some old singing ass. I don't know, Madonna? I don't know. Oh, God, no. But I guess we don't have any more people from that era anymore. Singing Black Chick? Singing Black Chick from the early 2000s. Nah, because they kind of like... All phased out of existence? What The the industry did it... No, not even the industry. The industry, too. The fans did it to themselves, too. When the idea of stands came up, that ruined black women in music. Yep. Because instead of being united, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take this off because this bitch is wailing really loud. Um, nah. But instead of just coming together and you know people recognizing talent and artists, it became more about the social aspect and like who's shading who and mm-hmm. who's doing what, and people just sort of living and thriving off of that. Where you yeah. have all these separate stands who you, are it's crabs in a barrel, right? So you're like none of these other artists are selling. Tanache's not selling. Carrie Hilson's not selling. Sierra's not selling. All these other, you know, great black, you know, urban artists who would it would be great if there were more, if there were more in the conversation and there isn't any more because of the essentially, you know, stands have allowed themselves to divert away from whether the music's good or not and determine, like, is this bitch shade in Beyonce? Mm-hmm. So now, like, the monopoly is just Beyonce. Yep. And when people dared to say, like, Beyonce's not that good. Dare to say that Beyonce doesn't create her own songs. You, Beyonce's not that bad a bitch. When people dare, Beyonce's to say, made of mayonnaise. <laughs> Beyonce oh. doesn't smell like lilacs. When people dare to say or even compare other artists to Beyonce, I remember mm-hmm. they compared Tinashe 
they said pretty much Tanache's first debut album was the most relevant and most like gripping album for a female urban artist since since Beyonce yeah, of course they did because of course they did well no it's because Beyonce is like the one and the only one and she's at the top and this isn't the else. fucking matrix there are other people in the music industry there are other people and this just won't allow like we've had this discussion before me and Dante as well we've had this discussion like before, there's right? like this glass ceiling that's, that Beyonce stands up on and yeah. poops on everybody else <laughs> so they can ju- that's a South Park episode like <laughs> oh my god yeah it is because I've been watching like since I have Hulu now I've been catching up on seasons of South Park right yeah because so. only that kind of humor where, like, shits on tables could be, like... <laughs> shits on tables, like, dumped in the fucking urinal. Yeah, like, only that. Oh, my but, God. Um, yeah, it's it's become this thing where it's, like, there can only be one. And it's it's not so much, like, the media... I think it, there is a part of it where the media pits artists against one another. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Nicki Minaj is also in the conversation. Sorry for that. Like they always... But they always do that with female rappers. They always they do that with the... female... Ra- well, yeah. With female rappers, it's the same. Because there can only be one, and it is Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj props her fake butt up on the glass, and she poops, and she proves that her poop can be better than, like, all these other artists, And for apparently. all rights, you know, honestly, it is. And Nicki Minaj is still the best female rapper out there. Beyonce is still, in terms of urban artists, she is the best female urban artist that there is right now in terms of just having the entire package. I mean, it doesn't have necessarily, like... She's lost a bit of the personal touch in terms of just, like... People, personal People touch. understanding who you are instead of thinking you're a god and or an android and or a robot. And or a deity. Right. So, but, I mean... She's she's by far the best. She is the one. And it's a shame that, you know, they're... Everything is the, the the fans and the media are the ones who aren't contributing to female, you know, artists just being great as they could be. And like collaborations, like actual collaborations yeah. between like, like like Rihanna can't do that with Beyonce. I mean, nope. she could, but like it's never gonna happen because mm-hmm. niggas are gonna be like, ah, you know, Jay Z fucked them both, right? Like, and whether it's true or not, whether it's true or not. You know, that is the conversation that's going to happen. It would be great if they did collaborate. He took her to Golden Crust afterwards. Said you could have anything you want, girl. It's why Keisha Cole and Mary J. Blige will never collaborate. But I'm sure just Mary J. Blige is just like, ugh, nigga. She got crack on her. Ugh. I don't know. Like, Mary J. Blige and Keisha Cole. Like, it's. I feel like that's never going to (laughs) happen. Even though it should happen. The universe doesn't need that. (laughs) I think because I don't want to see her like Mary J. Blige like hard stepping and shit. <laughs> she go hard step. That's what she does, bro. She go hard step until it's all here. It's all emotion. It's all. Real. It's it's no fucking heels left on those well, boots. Me, you know. Let me get them chicken. dressed like an equestrian. Let me get them chicken wraps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that bitch. Oh man. Oh my god. That was god. a classic moment that we will never bring up because I love Mary J. Blige and apparently she hates that moment. I will always bring it up because oh. I know she hates it. <laughs> I'll bring it up on, like, a straight-face interview with her. Right. So, well, how did you feel about Burger King? And she's going to be like, next question, <laughs> And I'm going to be like, but how do you feel? And then I was like, oh, how about I get this out of my bag? And then I put right. on a Burger King mask. Um, Let's see what else. And it gets more diluted from there. So, there was new a new 2 chains mixtape that surprised uh. us. It came out the same time Anti came out, so, like, no one really paid attention. Yeah, it went under the radar, unless you're, like, a big, like, Atlanta music fan. I'm Yeah, I'm a huge 2 Chains fan, so I'm just, like, like, he inspired the title of this fucking podcast, honestly. Like, it's two True. belts, yeah, it's two belts, two chains. 
But um, it's pretty, you know, it's good. It's, it is what it is. He's doing kind of like, he's he's like, he's like, watch just, out was good for his buzz. Mm-hmm. I just miss him being relevant again. I just want him to be relevant. It was always cool. Like the shit he says is hilarious. So it's Fighting like, spider webs. Fighting spider webs. Um, what else came out? Um, J. Cole dropped a live album. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, I thought it would be better. It wasn't. <laughs> um, I'm used to like I love live albums, so I love like intimate live albums, like Jay Z the Unplugged, um, other Unplugs. Um, I'm waiting for Future Dub Plug. Future Dub, that would be fucking dope, man. Yeah, cause it'd be like he's there, and it's like DJ Eskimo on an acoustic guitar, <laughs> Metro Boomin on drums. That's fucking hilarious. That's Metro awesome, Boomin that's... on drums, Zaytoven on piano and violin. Baby, I'm the plug. Baby, I'm like it was all. Oh man. DJ Eskimo. DJ Eskimo on the track. Oh, man. That's that's too much for me to think And about. then he's selling weed to the audience, it's like, so as awesome. it happens. He gets, like, his cell starts ringing. First of all, I, I want to, because I went back to Purple Rain and I realized mm-hmm. he was dropping a lot of gems. Mm. Like, so. on the song Run Up, mm-hmm. get a lot of money, put your main bitch on the sideline. Hmm. You know I how feel many, like he does, well, yeah. He lives his gems. I feel so. like, no, I feel like people, you know... Get Future's lyrics lost in all the... All of the, like, the music? And the melody and all of the other... And the, you know, fingers in the butt and stuff. When you say that, it's over. Um, Let's see. I kind of want to recommend a few songs for people to listen to. I don't know if you got, like... But, like, I heard this... Fuck it. I want to recommend a couple songs. Sure. Um, ASAP Rocky, Hear Me, Featuring For All. It's cool. It's I, f- I think it's dope. Um, the Street Runners released this like ten year old Lil Wayne song called "Cry Out." Mm-hmm. It was originally titled "Amen," and they released a song, and it's just like good to hear like old Wayne spitting. So it's dope. I was listening to Ti's "What You Know About That" because it was like the. T- I was just like, "Yo, this song is ten years old," and I'm like, still fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And I love DJ Toomp, so it's like. Toomp. DJ Toomp. Um It's a kick drum noise. Toomp. Let's see what else I got. Um Church by BJ the Chicago Kid. Mm-hmm. Um It's a great song that's now stuck in my head. Even though like I dismissed it at first because the the message is the message is there, but it's still kind of like, you know, it's a little bit corny. But it's still pretty cool. But, like, now it's, like, stuck in my head. So it's, like, I don't know. I'm sure people have heard it by now. I know. It's stuck in my head. Fuck that. I still have sex and then go to church in the morning. (laughs) And I'm Catholic, so all I do is, like, five Hail Marys and I'm good. Shout out to you. Niggas is... Yo, you gotta make good decisions about what religion you want to learn, like earn, because like be a part of. Because some of them are very easy, and mm-hmm. you don't have to do as much as you think. That's very true. Being Catholic, all you gotta do is have unprotected sex, drink a lot, and beat on your woman. Well, no, I'm kidding. Well, I'm I'm glad you got it down. To- <laughs> <laughs> got it down to a formula. Apparently, Zayn Malik, who, the nigga in One Direction that left One Direction. Oh, so he's got his own direction. He's he's he went in his own direction, and mm-hmm. he's apparently like the Justin Timberlake of this the One Direction mm-hmm. group, which I thought Harry Styles was gonna be, but uh, you know, apparently this nigga sings. Oh. I haven't heard this song. 
But he's like, he's got big anticipation behind him. It's like Zayn Malik. Like, oh my God, it's Zayn Malik. And I'm like, all right, well, okay. Maybe I'm too old for this shit. I don't know who any... You you watch the Billboard Music Awards and you have no idea who the fuck is that. I'm like, who the fuck is Five Seconds of Summer? Dude, whose else's album did I see that I that dropped and I just picked it up by like accident? Oh, fucking, fucking Kevin Gates. Fucking Kevin Gates dropped Kevin like Gates. a deluxe version of an album, and like I picked it up, like saying, you know what, he's had a couple good songs, and you know what, he's had a couple good features. So let me check this out. This album is good up until like he, like he gets winded on the second half of this album. This is crazy. This shit is crazy. I need more ass to eat. Hold up. <laughs> eat ass like Popeye, nigga. Eating ass like Popeye. Biscuits in the fucking fries. Oh. Um, Chris Brown got the single "Who's Gonna Nobody." <laughs> yeah, that song was such a cop out. So when it's, I heard that shit on his album, yeah, it's like I like the song now, but I you know realize that you know it is a Keith Sweat cover, but you know basically it's a cop out. Yeah, I'm, um, shout out to first of all, Miguel also released the remix to Waves with um, Travis Scott. Yeah, everything is not even just the entire beat has been reworked for radio. Yep. And they did it with the other song, too. Simple Things. They had Future and Chris Brown on it. So I'm like, are they not confident in Miguel and Radio? I don't know what's going on, but, you know. Nah, they saw that album and they were like, oh, 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 oh. The Shlomo remix of Say It featuring Tory Lane. First of all, God bless Shlomo. God bless R.L. Grime. God bless Play. First of all, all those niggas are just on their game when it comes, like, to anything regarding, like, Tory Lane's. Right. It's a, it's a, this song has had good longevity, and it's like it's still blowing up. And I'm just like, and now we're just trying to milli rock, you know? Because we will just milli rock. Yo, anything. son, I went to this art event at um. Yo, shout out to Amanda and uh, Marv, and um, like all the photographers that came out for that event. It was like it's called Stills of Sound. One of uh, I think a close friend of Amanda's, Xavier, was putting on this um. And his new and his full name escapes me, but Xavier was putting on like this whole like photo gallery up in um, Scratch Academy, which is like it's like a DJ school started by Jam Master J. Right. And um, Amanda and Marv spun for it, but like Amanda was doing such a good job at the beginning, keeping it like very mixer sounding, mm-hmm. like very um, very like early like early early to late. Early 2000s, late 90s jams and shit like that. Right. Just playing them, playing them. And then Marv gets on, and there's, like, a max out of people for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. So it's like he just starts... He goes He goes the only way he knows, and it's like the... I'm playing at a club, and and it's thumping. Like, Watch Out came on, and niggas lost their mind. It was, like, mad dabs. Infinite dabs. Mm-hmm. And then, what else did he... He fucking dropped Millie Rock, because I was like... It, it had to be, like, obligatory New York obligatory Millie... Obligatory Millie Rock. Like, when niggas dropped Hot Nigga for, you know... He dropped Hot Nigga, too. You still can drop Hot Nigga, because this shit is... Shit is a staple in our fucking city now. Mm-hmm. Shit is, you can't, um... That and computers, and you have to play computers all the way through. All the way. You have to get to the point where it's, at very least, bitch, I'm Bobby with that tool. Bitch, I'm Bobby with that... And niggas lose... Their fucking minds. Lose their fucking minds. What else did I have? Um, you got anything? Oh, um, I'm listening to everything I put on the shelf. For, so it's like, uh, I because we only listened to Chicks tape that one time. I had New Toronto on my hard drive for the longest. Oh well. And I finally gave it a listen, and I was like, huh, all right. How was it? 
Well, it's like Tory Lanez's rap mixtape yeah. as opposed to his R&B mixtape. Yeah. So it was weird. So it's yeah. like he's trying out different different rap styles from different other rappers. Mm-hmm. This is like his Shang Tsung mixtape. I can't. You can't what? With Tory rap. That's mm. so, okay. Yeah. Um, there's this new Kehlani song called Did I? It's pretty fucking... It's pretty Did good. I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that Chopped and Screwed by DJ Oso. It sounds so good. Oh, I gotta listen to that. Then. It's really good. Um, yeah, the Kalani got a, and I'm like, you know, she's Grammy nominated. I wasn't totally behind the album that she dropped, but like this song was pretty fire. So, shout out to her, and she's dating Kyrie Irving now. You know, oh. it's the post party. It's the oh. post party. Oh. So you know that party next door album is gonna be fire. Oh. Nah, he's talking about he's gonna talk about how he, she moved on to ball players, but he's still balling. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You got the PND formula. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's get into this wrestling shit. So, we, I don't yeah. know. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And by break, I mean we're just going to transition between files. Yeah, so literally it's going to be like. <laughs> we're going to transition between. Don't get Wiz Khalifa mad. Gonna... We don't want that. We don't want to fight a man that looks like he wears like weighs like five pounds with a wet t-shirt on. <laughs> we don't fight. We don't want that. We I don't want that. He's, that. he's hot up in the streets. I will kill him. I'm pretty sure he's made out of Play-Doh. Maybe he's, like, deceivingly strong. What if he was deceivingly strong? What, like, One Punch Man? Yeah. Like, like he, he just walks around like a normal dude, and then he, like, flicks his finger and crushes the table? Like deceivingly strong? I don't know. He uses all the weed to power him down and shit. It's fucking hilarious. He turns into a legendary weed Super Saiyan. His yeah. hair turns green and shit. But, yeah, we're about to talk about wrestling. We got um, Justin Davis here. OG so, Johnny Five. Um, Yeah, we're going to take a break. And by break, I just mean, yeah, transition between weight files. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. If you like wrestling, you're going to love this conversation. If you don't, I don't know. Here's what you stop. Eat a dick. Yeah, well, I don't know. Press heart and retweet. Come on, just share the damn podcast. Eat a dick and retweet. Share the damn podcast. Like, repost it, share it, retweet it. Send it to your friends. We're about to hit it. Send it to your mom. Tell your mom that I'm coming over Sunday night. Lasagna on the table, hot when I get there. Done. Oxtail, please. Oxtail, we not get like it depends on whose mom we talking about, right, but I feel like anyone can make le- decent lasagna. I've, big ziti, big ziti. Let's let's meet it halfway. All right, all right. So um, yeah, we're about to head into this wrestling talk. So here we are. Let's go, and we're back. And yeah, we're gonna do wrestling talk right now, as mm-hmm. you know we talked about earlier. Um, and we've got you know friend of the show. Frequent guest, uh-huh. um, host of the Voice of the Voiceless podcast, which now Made you can return. subscribe to on iTunes and SoundCloud. We got Justin Davis here. You. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Chilling. You know, we, we're we're out here. Um, so we kind of, you're kind of like I I don't know our analysis, <laughs> you know, on on the product over the last, and this has been a long time coming. Since we haven't done one in a while, and you know, we just kind of want to get back into it. But and I think that after the Royal Rumble is the perfect time, just on the road to yeah. WrestleMania. So, yeah. um, starting with the Rumble, can let let's talk a little bit about the result of the <laughs> <laughs> Royal Rumble match with Triple H winning the Royal Rumble and um, becoming WWE champion. Um, how do you feel about that? Necessarily, was it too predictable? You know, um. I'm cool with predictability um, as long as it makes sense. Um, I feel like a lot of people complain and shit on the predictability of it. I think we all pretty much called it in December what was going to happen. Yeah. But um, I, I, there's, there's two reasons why this had to happen. And I love how people keep 
playing the Triple H is the boogeyman card in 2016 when this guy is giving us so much and and he's shown no signs of burying anyone. I mean, he put over Daniel Bryan in 2014. But um, I two reasons: people aren't looking at the roster right now. That roster is is thinner than fucking pea soup. Oh my god! And we just and, learned a few minutes ago of like a new injury. Al- yeah, Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio yeah, got a back Sheamus injury. Got- Got hurt, so. I think they're in the yeah. same car. Seamus and Alberto. Nah, I said they were all working out together, and this nigga was jazzercising and yeah. dropped a barbell on both their feet. So pre- Some dumb shit. They were spotting Triple H. <laughs> but, like, if, if you look at one, I mean, there's no roster space. I mean, Triple H has had his program pushed back twice. It was right. yep. The Rock. Then it was supposed to be Seth Rollins. And it's like he has to be on his card. He's right. literally the only old, like one of the only old guard guys that can still go. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that, I mean, I'm okay with it. And you also look at two, who gives a shit if he gets the 14th reign? Who, yep. ca- who cares? Who cares if he gets the 14th reign? We know he's going to lose it. No one's getting buried. This guy isn't booking himself to be at the top of the territory. There is no territory. There is no other guy. Roman is clearly the guy. I'm cool with Triple H having a little 40-day What's it going to be like? Six weeks? It's like six weeks, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's like nine weeks. Like, he literally said on Raw, he's like, he's pretty much like, yeah, at Fastlane, they're just going to have to fight out for who's going to fight me at WrestleMania. So he's keeping the belt until WrestleMania. I don't yeah. even think he's defending it at, at nope. any... It would be great if he defended it He might show up on, like, Raw and defend it. Give a nice <laughs> like little... As a, like, as a, like a teaser to WrestleMania. Like, just, like, you know, tease, like, Ziggler, def- like, fighting for the belt and just, like, you know, Ziggler's bumping his ass off. He might look like he might going to win, and then he just kind of loses. Yeah, I, I, and I'm fine with that. I mean, this is... The final boss. This is the guy who... <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Who, who goes out he's, at Mania. I'm like, do you guys really think... And, and, and this is one thing I, I thought was interesting, right? Like, I feel like the ratings on Monday says more about Roman than it does about Triple H. Mm-hmm. I, I think the fact that Raw did over $4 million, but on Roman Reigns segments, it dropped every time. I think that this last six months that they're going to... You know, the, the first six months of this year is going to very very much determine whether Roman is going to still be the guy by September. Can I just... Because, go ahead. Finish your, finish your statement, because I kind of wanted to talk a, a little bit more about Roman Reigns. Because if those numbers don't do not do well, I have all the all of the confidence in my heart that they're going to pull an audible on the on Mania again. Uh, yeah. Yep. I think um, in terms of just Roman Reigns... For the last, I feel like they're still not sure if he's the guy yet, and because essentially it's like they're giving him, they're giving him all of the, you know, the flavor of being, you know, the guy. They're giving him the high profile matches. They're having him have pro, high profile wins. He's, um, he's, you know, he won the tournament, and and eventually, you know, Sheamus cashed in. They took the belt away from him. I'm not sure if they like maybe think that. The the journey to winning the belt is way more lucrative than actually him him holding the belt, but it does nothing for his you know credibility for me at least to keep taking the belt away from him. Like I, don't I mean, s- go ahead. I, I mean, I, honestly, I don't feel like the fans are invested in the journey or the belt. I, I think that they, I, I think they're going with the Triple H program because it's the program that got. That them makes to sense. Yes. Yeah, the, for like, more for the story, because you know Triple yeah, H yeah. can sell a real great story. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll walk in there, oh. he'll do the stare down. The first minute that he was in there in the Royal Rumble was pretty much the stare down. He wanted yeah. every, all the flash bulbs clicking so he can you know they can paste that in the video package and do all of that Put stuff. Put that in for fucking WrestleMania right. video package, pretty much, and just like. 
he did all of that. But at the same time, it's like I'm still – I mean, I can see it for the story. But why take the belt off him the first time with Sheamus unless they just literally had to do it? They just had to do it. But if if he was just going to, you know, win it back um, pretty – like a month later or something along those lines, and then lose it again a month later. His his reigns to this point, no pun intended, his reigns to this point have literally meant nothing, and he's had, yep. like, essentially two or three of them at this point. And yeah, it'll, it'll be three in April. It'll be three in April. He's, he's had a couple of reigns, and it's like, are you really guys going to give him the rub in terms of keeping him? And then I'm sure when Seth Rollins comes back, he's going to be, like, over like Rover. He's mm-hmm. going to be like... He's going to come back like Triple H off that Everyone is going to be, you know... I don't think the people are behind Roman Reigns, but that's never really stopped the WWE yeah. before in terms of just, like, pushing someone as a star. We literally, you know, for the last over a decade, stomach John Cena, and a lot of people didn't like John Cena. We respect him now. We, we, we respect, respect him for, more. yeah, for everything that he's done and just, like, sort of the climate and... Everything that he's doing now, his but Denzel like no Washington one like promos. his Denzel, OD Denzel Washington ass promos. But <laughs> he's um he's we respect him now, but like over those ten years, no one wanted to see him. I can't even just like everything from two thousand five to like two thousand twelve for John Cena for me, it's just a blur because I just know it's like Randy Orton, CM Punk, Edge, Edge, and <laughs> etc. And like it's such a blur, and I think you know it's. I forgot. I, I'll say this: I, I don't think they're gonna. They they can't afford having one guy for ten years again. Just, yeah, just because of the way because of the way audiences are now. They yeah, can't afford. Especially right. when they find a new internet darling. Like yeah, I think... and 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 I'll, I'll say this about Roman Reigns: like he's the last Vince guy. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> he is the last Vince guy. You look at that roster. Look at that roster on Royal Rumble. Count how many of those guys were NXT guys. Those, like Triple H's did what I call money laundering. Okay, <laughs> with money laundering and listen, look like with money laundering, this is such a bad, like a, a great example. Like you buy, you buy a, a property. In this case, Triple H has bought NXT, right? Mm-hmm. He's integrated all of this indie money into the WWE. He's integrated it, and you know what? Like let's take away wins, let's take away losses. Look at people like Callisto, Neville, Owens, all these people that are from NXT that he's integrated in there, mm-hmm. right? So then when he pays out and, and Vince starts saying that these guys are making money, he's going to say, damn, well, Roman isn't making that much money. Look, look at look at merch. Right. Look at fucking, look at Gates. Look at all of this stuff. Like, Gates are down, period. Roman isn't helping, though. No. You know? And, and, I, and I feel like with Roman, or or rather with Seth when he comes back, I think Seth is going to be the guy. Seth, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about mm-hmm. to say. I think they're going to change. I think they're going to change course, and they're going to let Roman run until Seth comes back. And then Roman's going to going to be. I hate to say this, and people say this a lot, but I feel like this year is it. I feel like I don't think it's going to catch on for him because it's just been going on for pretty much the last two years now. Mm-hmm. Just the he, build. But when they get everyone back healthy, when Cesaro's back, when Cesaro's back, back, everyone's back. Roman's gonna get lost in the shuffle. It's Absolutely, over. it's a. It's over. Even that, if that roster is stacked. Even if it ends up being, I feel like a one A and one B, kind of like Stone Cold and The Rock, or like Hulk Hogan and you know Ultimate Warrior for that time period, or he's just gonna like be the one C. He's, he's gonna be the one B. No, he's gonna be the one C or D. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of like great performers that Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. 
Oh my god. I was like, yo, this guy is the future. I don't know how long sort of AJ Styles, you know, especially now if he's I feel like they just put him there to put people over and just get his like his money. Nah, I think they like AJ Styles is a commodity. You know, yeah, but are we gonna get to him? Or are we? Are we... We're gonna get him we're gonna... probably next. <laughs> yeah, because I, I wanted, I wanted to, in terms of moving in order, Brock Lesnar, and well, the Royal Rumble. How do you feel about the Royal Rumble as an event overall? Just like overall, I loved it. I loved it. What they had to do? Yeah, I said this. I said they have to turn up. They yeah, they really have to turn the fuck up because last two years they know it was trash. They right. know mm-hmm. it. So this year they they knew they had to they had to turn up. Even from the I know people hated the last ten minutes. If you look at the first 50, you had established guys. You mm-hmm. had the surprise. If you look at the surprises, there were no legend surprises. There were actual real guys that we – it was predictable, but you still couldn't believe it. And the fact that so, the guys that – sorry. Yeah. The fact that the guys we know from, like, NXT were the surprises mm-hmm. and they got such the big pop that they Sammy. got – not not so much of a nostalgia pop where it was, like, bringing old legends, but just, like, people that we know, like AJ Styles and Sami Zayn and – it yeah. just shows the worth of like what we've got right now. Yeah, and, and, and it's like you have you have little stuff like the, if anyone paid attention to the elimination, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you didn't have AJ Styles thrown out by some jobber. You had him thrown out by Kevin Owens. That's mm-hmm. a program. Mm-hmm. That's a program right there. We, we're wondering if that program is going to happen. You had you had uh, Jericho thrown out by Dean Ambrose. That's a program. We're going to wait and see the seeds. You know, see the seeds for that. Right. You had AJ. You had um. You had Kevin Owens thrown out by Sami Zayn. Just to let you guys know. That's going to happen soon. We're setting it up. This is a video package right here. He's, he's been ruining Owen's life for a long time. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This, this is seed planting. And I'm like, man, this this, this was a great book uh, rumble. It's that when you get to the end, I mean, you had to have that happen because the, Roy, the Roman Reigns story has not had an ending yet. So we have to get to that ending logically. And I don't hate Roman. But I know that when the story ends, I don't see him having the belt for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I see his next program being again being uh, the, the next program has to be somebody like Kane or something because they, they have to cool down after <laughs> pretty after much <laughs> yeah it, and Kane's always the cool down but it's like I just don't see it until Seth Rollins comes back I know they have they have big plans for a lot of people but when it comes to Roman it's like they're pushing this underdog image and no one buys it no it's one. like yeah. It, it, don't want to turn Roman, and you don't want to make him a top heel, and you don't want to make him cool. Then you, this is the this is the hill you have to die on for trying to make him a top face because they're they're gonna boo him every single time. They didn't even like when he came back in the Rumble, you yeah. know, like they did themselves no favor doing the yeah. second job. That fucking that fucking trolley that came out carried him out. I was like, I thought he was gonna do the Daniel Bryan like rip off bandages, jump off the I gurney. I feel like that should have happened though. Like, yeah. if, it, if it if he had came back and had like a bandage that he was ripping off, or because something he's that... your he's your top face, he's your Superman. So I figured he was gonna come in, he's gonna punch niggas in the face and just start eliminating niggas. And I thought he was gonna have the most eliminations in this entire match. Something he to did. Sh- he didn't. He, didn't. He, he, he didn't. He had five. He had five? That was the top five. amount of eliminations? I could swear, yeah, like, the Wyatts were mopping the floor with everybody. Well, <laughs> I think the Wyatts I think they were three. just kicking out niggas. I think you count Brock Lesnar as, like, three people. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, like three. it's like three. I think they had three. Roman had five. He had the most of everybody. Now. Right. Really? I, I kind of want to wow. move on to Brock Lesnar right realize. now. Because Brock Lesnar, when you, when you talk about WrestleMania. When you talk about the, Lost in the Sauce, too. Right. Lost in the Sauce, for real. Like, yeah, writers. Over the last like couple of years, like, Brock Lesnar has been the conversation for WrestleMania. You cannot book WrestleMania with without having that headlining Brock Lesnar match. And for some reason, I guess, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's it seems like, you know, 
uh, results of injuries upon injuries upon injuries. But uh, we've it was originally speculated for Lesnar to be facing Kevin Owens, which I loved mm-hmm. because it would put it over Kevin Owens as a badass, and it would you know Brock Lesnar would get a tough opponent to sort of face. And now it's sort of he's more transitioned into the Wyatt's family. We're still not sure if he's facing Bray Wyatt or facing Braun Strowman or something along those lines. Um, I kind of want to talk about like Brock Lesnar's role in this year's WrestleMania because I just feel like. As a face for the first time in probably, I don't know, the last 15 years maybe, or maybe like 12 years or something along those lines, he's just been real. I feel like the nerfing of Brock Lesnar has just like begun. And I get that he has to take a little bit of offense in order to get, to order give heat. But at the same yeah. time, I feel like you're sort of downplaying the spectacle that is Brock Lesnar by giving well, him a match against, you know, Bronze. Well, we knew. Go ahead. We, we we knew when he resigned that he was going to have more dates. Right. I. It's just the the booking. And and I and I completely agree. He's just a guy. Yeah. He's never felt like more than just a guy than he did when he came out in Royal Rumble and like mm-hmm. it was cricket. Right. And like this is a, and this was a hot crowd and no one really cared about him and and it's because, um, for one, I think people are 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 they they see him way too often now. Yeah, and, way um, too often. And and two, it's it's he's another he's another guy who's had his storylines cannibalized by by injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure where I'm not even sure that Brock and Rock would have would have actually been a, a program that the Rock could have actually had done. So I'm not even going to say that that, that was going to be. His I feel direction. like I mean Brock Lesnar is tough, but I feel like he's still relatively safe of all like the reviews against people who's faced him. I think he's relatively safe. Like even if yeah, but the rock the rock tore a bicep by just running. So I mean, (laughs) that's true. He did tear his abdominal muscle like thirty seconds into his John Cena match. Yeah, like I I can't call it, but I I I, I'm all if I had it okay. Like and this goes with with Taker too because I feel like they're 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 intricately linked as far their story as far the storylines go because these are like S tier guys. Like these are guys that no one in the regular um nobody in the regular. Um, roster. If they have a storyline with either of those two guys, you're not seeing anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm if someone's feuding with Taker, they're pretty much on the show only to continue their feud with Taker or Brock, mm-hmm, and right. they're off the show. Like, they're not mixing it up with regular people. So these are guys that are out of the the regular orbit. Mm-hmm. From, from what I like to say, like, if you're feuding with John Cena, you're out of the regular orbit of the, the main roster. Pretty much. So I, I'm cool with the Wyatts looking strong. They need to look strong. They don't lose feud. But I feel like they look strong for one purpose, and that's to lose. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and I'm I'm completely cool with Bray Wyatt, you know, going against Brock Lesnar if he's going to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm right. cool with him going against Brock if he's going to win. But the way that they're setting this up is the numbers game might be too much for him, and he needs the help. You know, he needs some help, and we're going to get it in the form of taker who has beaten these motherfuckers three mm-hmm. times in one year. Right. So it's like, it's, it's like I, I'm not even sure that I, like, giving Brock help in the form of Taker weakens Brock. So yeah. he doesn't need to go again. He doesn't need to have a tag match with Taker, even though it, it probably makes the most sense for Taker to be protected this year mm-hmm. in a tag match. Right. But I, I, I'm, and, and, I'm, and I'm also cool with Brock and Taker being BFF. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Because they've gone against each other. It makes res- have, sense with respecting all of that. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that, but Brock Lesnar just feels like a guy. It's like when he comes out of this feud with the Wyatt, right. the only natural progression is for him to finish off a title feud with Roman, which I think is going to happen in SummerSlam. I right. think Roman's going to get his win back at SummerSlam. 
I think people are going to like the thing about it is you put Brock against one of the top guys, he's still with the biggest face in the company. Mm-hmm. I just think that the, the people have been they've been programmed to not give a fuck about the Wyatts for so long. Absolutely, it is actually hurting Brock. Everyone who ever gets into a feud with Bray loses all of their fucking heat because no one cares about him. And I feel <laughs> like, in terms of just even Brock Lesnar with the, in terms of just like making him sort of regular, they put him in the fast lane main event, which is yeah. like. Which is a triple threat match between Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar, and like for the first time, it's like you booked Roman, Re- you booked Brock Lesnar in a match that we know he's not going to win. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's just like it's so disheartening because it's like not disheartening, but it's like it's stupid in terms of just They're like locked in. You, They're locked in. You have this like- huge spectacle that is Brock Lesnar, and you have him just sort of wanting to, you know, anytime he's in the ring, he can you expect him as the winner. He's you know. Brock Lesnar, he's unstoppable, he's, un, you know, unboundable, all of that sort of stuff. And you just yeah. have him in that match, and he's like, you know he's not going to win, so why did you even put him in that match to sort of just risk the, you know, the the allure of Brock Lesnar? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the fa- I'm sure the Fastlane main event will be an entertaining match. It'll be good, but again, it's, it goes with predictability as long as it makes sense. I mean... I don't like the fact that they gave Rome, if they're trying to keep Roman out of the title picture, they put him right back in it. Right. Um, Every but I time. Do like I do like the storyline of Ambrose and Roman being being put at odds again. Mm-hmm. This is the second time in, what, four months they've had to do this against each other. It's planting seeds Absolutely. That, I hope it pay, that, that I hope pays off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this, this has to pay off. Right. Me and Carlos were just talking about that before, yeah. In yeah, like, of- this has to pay off. Like, if, they're gonna, if you're going to put these two best friends at odds, you have to break the shields up completely. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they have to stop with the friendship shit. Somebody's got to turn or somebody's got to say, hey, I'm going to go my separate ways. Right. Putting Brock in there, we already know Bray's going to come out and cost him the match. Pretty we much. Know that. Yeah. We know he's not taking the pinfall. That's fine. It's how they do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something that I love about wrestling. I knew Triple H was going to win a week ago, two weeks ago. I just wanted to see how they were going to do it. Right. You know? So... You know, we'll 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 see as far as that goes. But Brock, I, I feel like he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Just let him be. Let him be Bray. Get his heat back, and he'll be unstoppable again. He's still the biggest marquee act in mm-hmm. the whole whole uh, roster right now. Mm-hmm. Quick question: How did you feel? I know I already know how you feel, but how did you feel about the Rocks' <laughs> return on Monday? I, I hated it. Uh. Um, I'm completely against any Rock return. I'm I'm sure that Dwayne Johnson is a great guy. I'm sure he's a great, nice, humble guy. I don't think The Rock has any place on my TV screen in 2016. Mm. I think it was misogynistic. I think it was homophobic. I think it was completely against everything that WWE tries to um, build about themselves as a person. Uh, yeah, a every time I see him do a promo when he comes back, I'm just like, yo, can he really say these things on TV? Yeah. <laughs> I'm it, like, it, it, I'm like about- it, it kind of like sets us in like a warp zone. It's yeah. like... It's, like, okay for him to say, like, crazy-ass shit, and then everyone else has, like, this whole PG language thing. Right. People barely even say, I'm going to kick your ass anymore. Yeah. It, it, it's not fair, because he can do all this shit. He can go off script and cause the Divas match uh, that aired, or the aired before to lose time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or air after. It was a tag match or something like that. They aired after they lost time. Mm-hmm. Like, he can go off script, and everything else has to get pushed back. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. not, it's, I understand he's the biggest star in the world. I understand that. But the reason I'm against it is the reason why I wasn't against Brock coming back and why I wasn't against Undertaker coming back. Because when they when they come, they don't they they don't take over like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the the what the Rock did on Monday was just like 
if I was Rusev, I would have never fucking agreed to have my fucking fiance talk to you like that. Right. If I'm if it, like the Big Show thing, all right, cool, but I'm it, Big it, Show it shit was hilarious, fun. by the way. Yeah, like that was cool, but everything <laughs> else going putting him up against the New Day was the type of fucking that was homicide. Whoever asked him to do that, right. that's homicide. They. It proved that The Rock cannot hold his own against these young guys anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about it is, I was like, you, I know that he couldn't ha- hang with the new guys because he could barely hang with Cena in, in 2012. Right. So when Xavier started getting in his ass, in his eyes, he, and this is the one thing that The Rock always does, his eyes start getting fucking watery <laughs> when somebody starts, when somebody starts like kind of getting at him. Right. And then he tries, he tries to, the, the best he can come up with is like llama penises and, and, a, and a gay joke <laughs> towards Big E, which they all saw coming. Uh-huh. And they, they, they rebutted, you know, the way that they should have. But right. I think the New Day ended up looking better than The Rock did after that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I'm all. I'm a mark for The Rock. The Rock was one of my favorite like wrestlers growing up. But like, yeah, it, I'm a. So we we feel completely. Different. I feel it more. I see it more from the entertainment point of view, and not so much more. I feel like even just the. The like seven minutes of him walking to the ring was just for ender. Even though he like was, I don't know if Kevin Hart wrote his shit or he was just on like an entire line of coke. But like he was <laughs> on this totally different like type of entertainment, and yeah. I just think I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought even the exchange with New Day was pretty funny. I saw we all. I knew it was gonna happen. We all knew it was gonna happen. I thought it was pretty entertaining. But that's just me. I'm a mark for the Rock. Um, yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Been saying that since they booked him at let's Royal see, Rumble. <laughs> in terms of just moving forward, so we've got um, NXT Dallas coming up um, same time as WrestleMania. And one thing NXT is not suffering from is, I mean, maybe they do, but they have more flexibility in terms of like if people can be injured, they'll miss one set of tapings, and there's like three weeks until they have to actually Unless have you're a Hideo match again. Tommy. Poor Hideo Tommy. Yeah, Hideo Tommy. Poor- it's, for him, it's it's terrible because I feel and I feel like even and this is maybe like going forward with um Nakamura signing, so yeah. I feel like he should have went straight to the main roster. Um, this is just what I what I've heard through you know sources, uh-huh. course sources hashtag sources. Uh, he was not. I mean, just just because of the nature of his New Japan contract, he was never going to be booked on Mania anyway. I mean, the, all of that stuff has already been in motion. Um, I. I, I guess they're getting the they're, they're getting the thought out there that Shinsuke could debut at NXT mm-hmm. and then go to the main he's going to go to the main roster directly after that, right? Which makes sense. I mean, you want to have this guy that you're paying I'm, I'm hearing a lot of money for. Mm-hmm. You want to have him on as soon as possible because you guys have a depth issue. I don't think he's going to be at NXT very long. In the way that I, and we haven't seen the tapings yet. We don't know the we don't know the um. We don't know the nature of his relationship with NXT yet because we don't we don't really know the, the nature of the, the, the tapings. From right. what I heard, it was it was Sami Zayn. Uh, spoiler alert: um, he loses um, the number one contendership to Samoa Joe. Um, mm-hmm. So that's gonna so he he goes out and basically says, "Hey, I, I you know I, I failed again. I don't really know what I'm going to do anymore. Like I'm about to leave to go to the main roster." And then Regal comes out and says, "I have something for you to do at Dallas, basically." Right. And and Shinsuke comes out, and I think that this is more so to set up Shinsuke against an established star, let him let him be known, and then let him come over. I, I don't think he'll be in NXT very long at all. I think this is a very different circumstance with AJ Styles because I'm sure if they had Shinsuke um, at the time they had they had AJ, then he would have been in the Rumble too. I but f- I think this 
just by the nature of it. I mean, he, he's uh, wrestling his last two matches today and tomorrow in New Japan. Mm-hmm. He, he just wouldn't have been able to get there in time. Right. I feel like in sense of, in just in around that, like I feel with um, Hideo Izami and all that sort of thing, it's just like a bad. I feel like in terms of just. WWE and Asian wrestlers, they really haven't sort of lucked out on the one. And Hideo Tommy was supposed to They're be... They're about to. They're about to. Yeah. They, Hideo Tommy was supposed to be the one. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like he's going to get completely overshadowed just by the extravagance of, you know, Nakamura. And just, like, I feel like he's so main roster, just, like, he's... the. He's built for the main roster. He's built for the WWE. Mm-hmm. He's built to bring that audience. And if he can stay healthy, if they don't like, you know, if they don't bound him down with, you know, any of the weird, not even weird, but just like, you know, the Asian sort of like, you know, here's my theme song. And it's a giant gong first. And then it's very oriental music going on. It's like we're in 2016. I don't think we need to be bound by those sort of racial stereotypes. The fuck you think he's going to come out with the itchy ma? <laughs> I don't think we need to be bound by those racial stereotypes and things like that. So I, I go ahead. I, I think okay. This is how I feel about the Itami Nakamura thing. Okay, I was a big fan of Kenta uh, Itami before he came in, mm-hmm. but I always knew he was injury prone. This is a guy who had two ACL injuries. He was off the shelf. Uh, he was off the shelf when they signed him two right. years ago. He was injured. Mm-hmm. So I said, how long is it going to take before he gets injured again? I've always, I've, I've been a big fan of him and Noah and, and in ROH and all, you know, all the other um, federations, but I knew he was injury prone. So when the injury happened, I wasn't surprised. The fact that he's still injured is very, very telling to me, which, which let me know that I knew that when, when, they, when, they, when they signed Shinsuke, I was like, okay, they're going to go all along with Shinsuke. Because to counter your point, mm-hmm. as great as Itami is, and how and he was actually finally hitting his stride before right. he got injured. Shinsuke Nakamura has always been better than, than Itami. Right. Mm. I think as far as a sure thing, as far as someone who doesn't need a lot of prodding and someone who doesn't need a lot of uh, a lot of uh, tinkering with from creative, right. Shinsuke just... has this out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And that's why they wanted him. And that's why I know that I, I'm sure he has to be frustrated sitting on the sideline. But Shinsuke is... If you want to face for WWE Network Japan or for your Japan, your Japanese star, you pick one of the aces from New Japan, right. not a guy that was just in Noah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I really like Itami. I really think when he comes back, he, he has a lot of rebuilding to do because mm-hmm. his fans, he's been out for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And his fans probably don't even really know him anymore. But I think Shinsuke, to me, they had to hedge their bets there and say, we have to get someone that can that can go to this audience. They have to get Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm sorry, he's always been a better wrestler than Tommy. He's always been the guy. Like, right. he's, I think that if done correctly, and, all, and, and I guess we'll get to him next, if all intents and all intents purposes, if they can bring him in with the same type of style that AJ Styles had, and he's better than AJ, mm-hmm. he's going to be a top-level guy. Absolutely. He's going to be a guy that I can see as an Asian star that will actually win more than just the IC belt. Right. I think Shinsuke can do it. And I know a lot of people are apprehensive, I know that a lot of people are, are, are worried about these guys coming in, but I think we got a different type of creative with these types of with these guys. They're keeping their names, mm-hmm. they're keeping their move sets. I mean, I've never seen this before. These right. are guys that AJ Styles came right in and started wrestling like he was wrestling in TNA and New Japan still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I have I have the utmost amount of confidence until they prove me wrong at this point. But I just feel like Itami wasn't really ever the guy that was going to push their their Japanese fan base. To be honest, like. They love Nakamura out there, man. They love him. 
All right. We've got to let you go in a few. No, no, no. We oh, can, we don't? We can run more. We can, we can run the last topic, man. Okay, okay. Um, NXT, well, yeah. Do you want to continue to go over NXT? I think we, we've we got well. Anderson and Gallows has have also, you know. Been, Signed. Signed. I'm not sure if they're still in negotiations or they've, they've um they've they, I've, I'm pretty sure uh, the, the 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 contract deal that was going on was that um, Shinsuke uh, was up on the 31st. He gave them notice in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gallows gave notice in December as well. Um, Anderson also gave notice in December as well. The only thing was his contract is up on the 31st. So um, he's actually he's not on any of the New Japan cards this weekend, I believe. Right. But on the thirty first, he's I'm pretty sure something's gonna make they're gonna make headway in the next couple of months because I think they're gonna factor into whatever Finn's gonna be doing at NXT Dallas. I think they're gonna wait a while. Right. For those. And I think it's a very very interesting because this is the first time. I mean, we've had all these sort of high profile signings over the last couple of years with Itami, with you know Finn Balor, which with Kevin Owens, with you know AJ Styles. Ooh. This is the first time they've like. I don't. They're not necessarily a tag team, but this is the first time they've essentially brought in a tag team. Yeah, and, a tag team that they so sorely need on the main roster mm-hmm. for whenever Finn comes up. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like Balor Club is the next logical direction for Finn, who I feel as though it's kind of lost its feet mm-hmm. on um, on NXT right now. Right. And I, I think that um, it's definitely needed that he needs a shakeup, and I think after Dallas, he's going to get that shape that shakeup. Um, I guess the card, from mm-hmm. what I, from what we're seeing right now on NXT Dallas, will be um, we have shit, Apollo Cruz versus the Drifter, Elias Samson. I don't get. I mean, the Drifters, God, and then Apollo. I mean, I see big things for Apollo Cruz just by the nature of his look and his style and everything like that. But at the same time, it's just like they could. I feel like there's something. There's that X factor holding him back that. That's gonna be no different when he comes eventually to the main roster. You're just gonna end up Personal- like per- personality and finisher. Right, are, there, are the two other big X factors for him. I think that um, when some of these guys start leaving, and I'll get to this in a second, I feel like he's gonna be the next the next guy up. But um, mm-hmm. they, they have uh, from the tapings, they have uh, American Alpha, which is um, Gable and Jordan going against the Mechanics for the tag titles. Right, I think. They're, they're easy shoeing to win going into the next. I'm uh, I'm surprised you know, the mechanics Dash and Wilder have even Dash and Dawson or whatever they're called now. I'm surprised they've even lasted that long with the belts. I was almost sure that um that Enzo and Big Cats were going to win the belts in London, but damn. I think that I think that that's going to be the direction next. I think they don't they didn't expect that American Alpha would ca- catch on that quick. I think um the Dusty Rose Classic final match mm-hmm. uh, that they had. I think that's what kind of turned the Bookers over. I, I think American Alpha. Are, are a great team to have those belts right. because the mechanics could definitely go up to the main roster. These are another, and, and I think that the theme for NXT Dallas is these are going to be the last time you see a lot of these guys mm-hmm. uh, because the next match that we have up is going to be uh, Austin Aries and, and Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. And of course, Austin Aries is another, another signing that's kind of under the radar. No one's talking about a lot. Right. This Austin Aries is a guy that can not only wrestle very well. He could act as a trainer for a lot of these young guys too. I think he's going to help Baron Corbin become a way better wrestler. Do you think that's his role guy. essentially? Because uh, you... I, I'm, I'm not sure if his role exactly, but I think um, Austin Aries is 38 years old. Right. I think easily go. I, I think I don't think he's, he's going to be shoehorned into anything but NXT. I think he's going to stay there. Right. But I, I think he could legitimately move into a trainer role after. Um, you oh know, no doubt. After, yeah. 
yeah, while he's there, I think he, he's a great trainer. He's a guy that, that's actually trained a lot of people when he was uh, at ROH. And the Baron and think, Corbin storyline is just it's it's so good, just for yeah. the fact like for the for the last couple of months, even through the tapings, just airing last night on NXT, you had Baron yeah. Corbin losing to Zayn and Joe, who are both like yeah. indie stars, and yeah. then like. Here goes another one coming in to take his shine, and he's just like, "No, I'm not with it this time. Like, yeah. I'm stopping and, you and, right at the door." Like, and spoiler alert: this this episode will air in March, but mm-hmm. Austin Aries will debut in March. Um, I think the March, the first week of March, that episode will air uh, because Austin has a, a, a he has a match on the on the Go Home episode, which will be on the 28th, I believe, or the 29th mm-hmm. of March. But um, they, they basically set up Austin Aries coming out. Baron Corbin attacking him, and that's going to lead to the match. I think it was an excellent – it's such a different way that they introduce Austin than, hey, let's have this indie guy come out, look at his name, and have it change. And I have, think that's yeah. Just have it – have him come out and, and fuck someone up is a right. great – Right, have him beat Ty Dillinger or something along those lines. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. it's – um, The next match on the card is – this is interesting, too, because this, this has main roster implications. It is Asuka versus Bayley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oscar versus Bailey. Okay, so all all signs are pointing to Charlotte versus Sasha at Mania, right? Right. And so I thought it was going to be the triple threat, but it looks like they're switching around and doing the triple threat before the actual match at Mania. That, yeah. Which sucks and, for um, Becky, but you know, whatever. And, okay, mm-hmm. this is my this is my fantasy book here. This is my fantasy book here, and, and I think I'm I think I'm pretty like eighty percent on my fantasy books here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like at NXT Dallas, Oscar mm. is going to beat Bailey. Oscar is undefeated. True. She's undefeated. I, I think More that they built her up as a monster. There's no one that, that, that can beat her in the, in the Divas division because Asuka needs to be the next person that's teaching these other girls how to how to do their thing. You know what? I, think, I still feel like Bailey's going to win, but I'm just going to let you continue with your fantasy I feel booking. Like Asuka's going to beat Bailey at NXT Dallas because I feel like Bailey is going to show up that Monday night on Raw. Mm-hmm. To hmm. challenge the new Divas champion, Sasha. It would. They're going to. That's going to be the summer. That's going to be the summer program for the Diva Championship. But he's not coming back anytime soon. They need something. Hmm. I right. think that's what's going to happen. I, I, you can, you, and even, but even you're right. Even if Bailey wins, I Austin's still think she's win sh- rematch. Right? Yeah, I, absolutely. I see her winning the rematch. But in terms of just keeping, I mean, they've. Bailey surprised me beating Nia Jax because I mm-hmm. thought Nia Jax was going to win, and I was like, okay, they're really going to go the distance with Bailey. Nia's not ready. Nia, Nia <laughs> I think Nia and Oscar is the is the program right after that mm-hmm. because they've been teasing it, but it's going to be Oscar. Go like, dude, Oscar's been there for six, seven months and hasn't taken a pinfall yet. Right. It's the same the same way they've been building Sasha. Mm-hmm. So you have you have you know Sasha win the belt, come out, hey, I'm I'm the baddest bitch. Bailey comes out. Right. Do you, do you like the magnitude of that? Po- and the thing is, Bailey could still win in NXT and still come out like that. I still, still think out. so. Right. Yeah, I, I still think that could still happen because Kevin Owens did it, and and also Sasha was the diva or the NXT Paige. champion when she um. Oh yeah, Paige too. Sasha was the, and when Paige came up, she was still the champion, and when Sasha came up, she was still the champion. I think it's possible, mm-hmm. but I think Oscar needs that rub in Dallas because they, they're. They're position, positioning Oscar to be the, the next the next chick. It it depends but, how she well she works with the other women because at the same time it's like if she really grabs the belt she is the top she is the girl and they've been essentially running with you know these are the top bearer women of NXT and yeah. you sort of like you build your program around them you build you know the empathy around them if 
I think we need to still. I think Asuka will win when we sort of develop another side, like another dimension of her, because it's it's really been when the when the girls have discovered another dimension when when Sasha Banks has gone over the edge because you Oscar know doesn't have, Oscar definitely has an edge. Oh no, not sort of an edge, but just like another dimension to her, like a, a sense of like she's able to like. She's she's dominant, but at the same time, it's like it's still realistic. Like she'll kick your ass. That, I, don't, I don't think that you need to have Oscar getting her ass beat to make her believable. She's been booked as a beast. All she does is squash bitches. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Bailey's ready for that. Like Bailey was ready for the monster, but is she ready for the fucking technical beast? I don't think she is. Right. I don't. I I, I think they're gonna set that storyline up mm-hmm. as. Asuka is the X factor that Bailey was not ready for. It was a style that she was not ready for. She's beating giant. She's beating because because the thing is like Bailey's been going over all of the women that are gonna ascend her eventually. Carmella, Alexa Bliss, right? Even Marie <laughs> for a lot for, for for different reasons. That Eva like, Marie match was fire, by the way. I don't it know. Was. It, it was a great fucking match. It was a great but match. I, I think that well, we'll have to agree to disagree. We'll have to agree to disagree. We'll see in March in, in April, April first. Right. But, um, match on the card. Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, I think it will be at least a four-star match mm-hmm. where, where Shinsuke wins and goes into the main roster. I think he's just that's just a, a marquee, uh, like, showcase match. There. Right. Um, um, and then the main event will be... These are all NXT spoilers, too, so if you guys don't want to hear all this shit... They that, will be all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, the fine. main event for NXT Dallas is going to be Joe uh, Finn Part 2. And this is really interesting, too, because I feel like if Joe wins... Finn leaves, mm-hmm. but if Finn wins, Joe's going to the main roster that Monday. I feel like Joe is event. Yeah, Joe is eventually, and I would just love to see Joe on the main roster because I feel like there's so many. Like, I feel like even just in terms of just fantasy booking, Joe, Joe is like the outcast Samoan, like the other Samoan. Like WWE's yeah. lineage is just so like intertwined with their Samoans. Like, oh, he's my cousin. Oh, he's my brother. Oh, he's my brother's cousin. But like now he's. Now it's like you can build Joe as like the other Samoan. Niggas like, from the other side of the island. Yeah, and shit. the other side yeah. of the island. You can build sort of that. I agree that he's going to the main roster. I'm not completely sure hmm. now that the now that the reports have come out and just say like Finn Balor, they're not really moving him to the main roster. I feel like they're going to hold on to him because he's pretty much like the biggest. He's the biggest name. I'm assuming he sells pretty much pretty much the, the most merch like all the merch oh. i feel like yeah. they're gonna keep him as the guy and then you still have like a supplementary crew to build around them they still haven't had that major baron corbin and i think baron corbin's the guy like baron corbin is up next in terms of just like f- defeating finn balor well, for the title but you know we, yeah i i i i've been true to say this i think i think finn wins in dallas by the way mm-hmm. um <laughs> I, th- I say he's gonna win. I think they want to keep. I think they want to keep him at the year mark. I think they want him to be the the longest the, um, reigning. Yeah, the longest reigning NXT champion. I think he has about a month to beat Neville. I think a month or two to beat Neville. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're gonna start pushing that in the overdrive pretty soon. Right, he won it in July, so yeah, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because um, I think they're gonna go back to Japan in July. Yeah, I I say, um, that he beats. Joe turns heel on the Tommy, and mm-hmm. Tommy wins it in Japan like they originally wanted him to do last year. Mm. I wanted. Um, I, 
I feel like a Tommy should. I don't know. I feel like a Tommy should turn heel. I'm just like they still haven't explained his attacker. I'm sure all that shit is he out the window. Turn, but... He can't turn heel because they got the attacker storyline that we all know Finn did it, and it's going to be Valor Club coming out, and that's going to be uh, Tommy's. That's going to be Tommy's like his, what he had to battle with. Because right. When Joe leaves, that opens up about two more people that could come up, and that's mm-hmm. going to be Cruz, and that's going to be that's going to be Austin Aries, and that's going to be because you got to you got to realize there's a there's a mass influx of people that are leaving. I don't think Sami Zayn's going to stay on NXT because they've done everything that they in their power in these last couple of tapings mm-hmm. to show that this is probably it for him. He's been losing a lot, right. so it's, it's it's pretty much time for him to go after he after he loses to Nakamura mm-hmm. because I think he's going to show up on Monday and start that feud. And honestly, if Samoa Joe goes to the main roster um, on that Monday, put him against Roman Reigns. Who better? Absolutely. Who better to go against Roman Reigns in his first time? Like, don't fucking storyline. That would yeah, be great. It, yeah, like that's a fucking great fucking storyline. Like you build Joe. He doesn't have to win that feud, but make him like a monster. It's mm-hmm. almost like if, if um, when Brock came back in 2012. Right. It's like you had Brock come out and everyone's like, oh, shit. Like Roman's out and he's cocky. He's like, yeah, I'm the champion now. Oh shit, nigga! It's a huge fucking Samoan that wants to beat your ass. <laughs> right. He's not, he's not like anybody that you. The authorities like we've got our own Samoan <laughs> yeah, like, that yeah. we built in a lab. <laughs> he got a secret weapon. He got a secret weapon. He's the most tenured indie guy there next to AJ Styles. Right. And so it's like you, you, you put like I honestly feel like and the reason I'm excited. I'm like I'm ready to get all of these events over with because I know after that it's going to be fucking fire. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to have a really good summer, all things considered because of the roster that we're going to have. Right. And everyone's coming back. Nothing's nothing's better than just a a full summer of returns and just like unexpected when they're returning, how they're returning. What are they doing next? The speculation for everything. So yeah, it's going to be a good summer. And I, and I love, and I I just love the idea that I feel like NXT Dallas is going to be a goodbye for a lot of these long standing Mm -hmm. guys. Like, Mm -hmm. Sammy, I feel like Sammy's gone again. I feel like Bailey's gone. I feel like um, I feel like Joe's going to be going, you know, after that too. So, I I expect NXT to look very, very, very different after April second. Right. Even a tag team should go call up the. I think you call up Enzo and Cass and the Vaudevillains actually. Because yeah, why not? I feel I, like I, both of them need to come up because the New Day has just been New Day are on their like third round of like beating all the tag teams, and it's really now just like the Usos and like you know. Now they're putting Goldust and R Truth together, so I have no idea yeah, what they're doing. Goldust and R Truth. Fuck it, have them have them have a little because uh, I mean I, I, it's pretty much done for Lucha Dragons, and I'm I'm okay with this. I'm mm-hmm. super but, okay um, with that. But I, I say have them have a little four way tag team. I say they did like they had last year. Have New Day win. Have them say we are the greatest tag team of all time. <laughs> no, Enzo and Cass come out right, and just <laughs> you know, and just pick I, up the I, belts. I have have Stephanie come out or, or Triple H come out and have a tag team revolution. Fuck right. it. Have all these guys come up. Like, like, it's time for these NXT guys to come up. It's time. It's past the time for a lot of these guys. It's past Finn, the time. I'll give you Finn. I feel like he's injured right now. I honestly, truthfully feel like he's injured I right feel now. like he's injured, too. Yeah, I, I honestly do not know what their deal is with him. He doesn't cut promos. He doesn't cut he doesn't promos. Do he doesn't do matches. He doesn't. He doesn't do all that shit like building the ring or any of that shit. Yeah, like he doesn't do anything. It, his his role in NXT is very weird. But I also do know he gets paid a lot more than those guys do, so it makes sense that they don't have him doing a lot. Right. Because they he he is the face. He's the guy. He's the guy who actually didn't even need to learn anything. Right. But I've also noticed that he stopped doing the coup de grace. Uh, 
foot stomp. Off yeah, the top of now his finisher is the Bloody Sunday because yeah, and so I, I I saw that coming from a mile away. Yeah, that that, that move is not fucking safe on your hips and legs. Dude. Right, like, I, I knew it was because every time he lands on it, look at how he lands on his butt. Like yeah. he lands hard on his ass. And it's like, nah, you're not doing that. You're yeah. 35 years old. You ain't doing that shit for that long. Dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it, man. That's it. It's all covered. It's all covered. I, my is... my forecast for WWE in 2016, for the rest of 2016, is lit. I think it's lit. I love the Royal Rumble. I'm cautiously optimistic for Fastlane and what it could mean for storylines. And I'm not watching NXT until NXT Dallas because there's no reason to watch this show. Because it's all filler it, for you? Yeah. Yes. It, they are tra- I, I'm going to watch, um, I think everyone should check out the show in March. I think all of the March episodes are going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. You have a 45-minute Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe match. Yeah. And you have... Literally uh, the entire big, show. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have a really good Asuka, um, Bailey, um, Eva Marie... And Nia, Nia Jax. Jax. Yeah, tag that's coming. That, that I called. I called that. But I, I thought it was going to be Carmella and Bailey. But mm. it's actually Asuka and Bailey. So I still... I, go ahead. Finish up. Go ahead. No, I said I still have, you know, the time. I'm like 89% now hopeless that Daniel Bryan will ever return. It's okay. But that yeah, 11% is just I like. I know that WWE, they, they plan for this, and they have the guys that can pr- properly take over for him. God, I feel I, it's, I'm cool with it. It's such a, I'm not yet. I really want him gone, or like, he can't be there, or else I'm just going to think he's going to return. <laughs> Like literally, he, he he has to be fired. Like he am unemployed. Send him to the employment line because I'm just gonna think he's put, gonna. Do you put him right in the title picture? Or like... I put him. Honestly, how I would have done it is if I cleared him f- to return for the Royal Rumble, I would have had Sheamus continue as champion, so he can face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and, and have it. Roman Reigns and Triple H for non-title and just for like. Yeah. I would have done that because they've been trying to get this Brian Sheamus match for years, and I'm like, well, you fucked it up the first three times, so I don't, I don't know why you continue to want it. But you know, they go too hard, and that's the thing about Brian and Sheamus. They go too hard because if you remember correctly, mm-hmm. that was like his last match. That was pretty like much yeah. When they were headbutting each other, and I was like, they don't need to have this match because they go too fucking hard. Like they match very well, but but Daniel mm-hmm. isn't a spring chicken anymore. He can't be doing mm-hmm. these types of matches. Same. And Sheamus like. I, I, I'm cool with them having, you know, on, on that. But, I mean, you can't have them chase the IC title because uh, I honestly think AJ Styles is, is a shoe-in for the IC title pretty soon. I right. think he's going to get it. They're going to hot shot him that title. And just give quickly. him a nice long reign until whenever the fuck. Yeah, I, I think he's a he's a perennial IC guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't see him with the main title, but I don't think he cares, and I don't really care if he never gets it either. As long as he he stays in contention and, and he has really good matches, right? Uh, I I don't see him ending up like Neville. As long as they don't have him talking or anything, he'll be fine. God, jeez, <laughs> did you? They gave him four words on Monday, and that was literally it. And I think that'll be like that's like his monthly quota <laughs> in yeah, terms. They don't of need to have him talking at all, right? Dude, at all. All right, man. This was all this right. was awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, this is the end of the two belts episode. Episode forty. 47 yes we said this at the beginning so it's episode 47 um justin thanks for coming through yeah no problem um listen to his voice of the voiceless podcast which you can subscribe to on itunes now and soundcloud Mm -hmm. his last two podcasts with um it was justin charity and i just listened to the one with eric which was pretty good called podcast so white yeah um explaining the oscar situation so i would definitely definitely 
um, listen to that podcast. You um, got you hear me say, "What the fuck is this movie?" A lot. No, and yeah, was, you say it entirely <laughs> through the entire thing. But it was a it was a great podcast. It was it was it was great. I just finished listening to it, so. Thank mm-hmm. you, man. Just remember, uh, guys, like you said, subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes now. I'm doing it weekly, every Friday. You mm-hmm. can look out for new episodes. Um, and follow me on Twitter at OGJohnny5, of course. And, you know, I'm, I'm always there spewing hatred and, yeah. and truth. Niggas hatred literally and truth. hate you. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know why. Blood don't hate. Don't know why. It's okay, man. Blood hate. All right, man. We'll, we'll catch up with you later. All right, man. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. All right. That was cool. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this was you know this is being this has been a spectacularly long podcast. Been a spectacular. I don't. Yeah. So um. Yeah. This is Gorilla Monsoon. This is Gorilla Monsoon, and this is my dick in a box. No, who's the? Oh God, and I know his name too, mm-hmm. and he's fucking hilarious. Who's Gorilla Monsoon's commentator partner? Bobby Brain? Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's fucking hilarious. That nigga's a funny nigga. That nigga's hilarious. He was like the archetype for like the Jerry Lawler style of like commentator. He Because he would say wild like like the way King and like like JBL do commentary mm-hmm. now is ba- pretty much based he on Bobby. He was hilarious. And it's so sad what happened to him. I don't know if you've seen What happened to him? He literally I'm not sure if it was throat cancer oh. or something, but like he literally has no throat. So, like, oh. if you see videos, I'll show you a video of him later. It's pretty, pretty sad. So, um, best wishes to Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, best wishes to us on Two oh Belts God. as we get closer to the year mark. We're finally going to do this shit. High five. Audio high five. Yeah. Um, but that guy, that 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 Bobby the Brain part was, like, really yeah, sad. That just very, hit me right sad. in the heart. Um, yes, yeah, this has been episode 47 of the Potty for the Thoughties. Will you stop with that? Stop trying to make that a thing. It's a thing. It's not a thing. It's a thing. Thoughts don't listen to podcasts. They like visual mediums like Potties Instagram. for Thoughties. Whatever. Episode two. Bit. <laughs> Return of the Thought. <laughs>